ladies and gentlemen, it is time. QP Nation, Hoopheads, and all draft Knicks, it is time for QP Sports Exchange Mock Draft. I have Nico Miatello, Kendall Hall in the building. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited. So excited. So we've done the big board. We talked about prospects. Now it's time to draft, bro. So how it's going to work is this way. Um, we are a collective group. We're going to end up being like Toronto or like the Golden State Warriors. Our think tank is just awesome. We got a lot of money. We look good. We're sexy. And we're really confident in what we do. So what we're going to do is going to go pick by pick. Everybody's going to kind of yeah, make their argument. And then once that argument is made, we will collectively come to an actual decision on the pick. So This is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And we're going to act like real, like, draft. Like, this is, you know, there's arguments in a draft room, for sure. Um, so we're going to start off. And we're just going to go 1 through 30, boom, knock it out. And then we'll post it on Twitter, our actual consensus mock draft. I'm excited for this. I'm excited. Nico, are you excited? I'm I'm very excited. I know the way I approach this is mostly like based on talent. And Kendall puts more of a focus on fit. So I think if we work together and we can balance our takes somewhere in the middle, we're going to come up with a really good draft board. And Kendall, I know this is a day that you've been waiting for because you've been trying to get Davion Mitchell to the Lakers for (laughs) this whole time. So I know Mm -hmm. it's an exciting day for you. Are there anything, are there any surprises that I should, you don't have to tell me. I just want to know. Do you have anything up your sleeve? I got a lot of stuff up my sleeve. Um, it's going to be fun, fun, y'all. It's going to be fun. Well, let's get at it. We're starting in Detroit, Motown. You know what I'm saying? Barry Gordy, shout out to the legend. So they are at the number one pick. There are people who want to trade up. If we're Troy Reaver in his think tank right now, the only couple trades that I would even look at, because I don't want to go too far down, because I, w- I kind of want to believe if I'm like looking at and going like, okay, if I don't take Cade, I got to take Mowgli, right? I got to take him. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go too far down. So three is about as far as I want to go. So Houston... Loves green. We all know that. I might go down to three. So, if I wasn't going to take the pick, what's the pros and cons of talking with Cleveland at three? Kendall. Well, I mean, this is what I call a small market team having the chance of a lifetime to get the clear best prospect in the draft. But for some reason, people like to make chats and talks about them saying the player's not going to like it. But in Kate Cunningham, when you have a guy that is at the baseball games, is already in the town, is only saying, I'm working out for Detroit, I want to play for Detroit. When the Detroit got the number one pick, how happy him and his family were. 
you don't even discuss trading the pick. Don't discuss it. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it. Don't even let it get into your mind that I, as Detroit, a place that doesn't get people that want to play there in free agency or in the draft, to pass up on a guy who wants to be there. So just pick Kate Cunningham. There's no trade that will happen. Nothing like that. They're going to pick Kate and they're going to roll with it. Yeah, Kendall and I are in lockstep here. I think there's no way you can trade a guy like Cade Cunningham. He's one of one of the better first overall prospects we've seen in some years. He's also like a perfect fit in Detroit. Him and Killian Hayes would make uh, an excellent backcourt both offensively and defensively. They make sense. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I can't think why you would move on. Like. The only scenario you would trade a pick like this is if you get an absolute godfather offer, but like I don't think I don't think that's coming around even from a team like Houston. No. I personally don't want to trade the pick. Honestly, if I if if I was the actual head guy, I would sit there and be like, We're taking Cade. I don't don't even take any calls. Just snatch the phones out of the wall. We're taking Cade and moving on. All right, so we're at a consensus that Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State, the point guard, the wing extraordinaire, the facilitator, and we're high on him. We think Mm -hmm. he's going number one. So that's our guy that's our draft special number one pick overall. So now here is the part of the draft that I have been waiting for my entire life. Nico and Kendall, we are at number two, and the Houston Rockets are on the clock, and Raphael Stone is looking at his lieutenants and going, well, Cade is off the board. We got Mobley, and we got Jalen Green. What are we doing? Nico, start. Okay. I think I think you take Jalen Green, and you thank your lucky stars. People talk about prospects like this being in the draft quite often, but I think that is BS because Jalen Green is a scoring guard who can do a whole lot more than just that. Not only in the backcourt is he going to be a good fit with Kevin Porter Jr. as they're both tall players, so it's a it's a good starting point for a defense. But offensively, KPJ is much better on the ball. Jalen Green has the potential off ball to make an impact overall. Um, he's, he's a great, he's a great scorer, uh, finishing wise. He's got a lot of hops. He can find, find his spots all over the floor. And realistically his development in the pick and roll kept picking up as the season went along. And he's still a young kid. I could see him getting to a point where he could be a primary initiator, but that's, that's the highest end outcome. I, for now, I'd just be happy taking a guy who I know can be a number two player on a championship level team. Kendall, what would you like to do at the number two pick? I'm picking Jalen Green. Whoa. What? All right. I like it. My man, there's some consensus here. I'm picking Jalen Green it's okay. because I got plans for them. I got plans for them later on. Okay, okay. We're, we're, uh, we're doing we're doing trades, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're doing trades, and also, if everyone didn't know, Grizzlies have the tenth pick. 
just want to remind everybody because that just happened 30 minutes ago. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But there's trades involved, so I have a plan for your Hornets, Nico. Okay, we'll we'll see what's going on. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. Kendall, hold that one though, okay? Because you said the Hornets, so I I did not think. Oh, not the Hornets. Hornets. I mean, I mean, I mean Houston. I mean Houston. I have a plan. Yeah. I have yeah. a plan for the Houston. I have a plan for Houston. Okay, okay so okay. then give it to me. I'm the, okay. I'm the I'm the VP of player personnel. I'm Rafi, I'm Rafi Stone. I'm sitting here going, all right, guys. Give me one reason we don't take the number two pick. We trade down. Give me one good. Oh no, reason no, no, we'll no! You're, no, you're taking Jalen Green with the number two pick. I'm talking about later. Okay, I just hold that thought pick. though. Hold that one. Don't worry about that one. I'm talking about. Give me an argument of why we would trade down. What value would it take for us to trade down? And is there anybody in this draft that will be giving us that situation? No. For the Rockets standpoint, you just guys just had a guy in James Hart who was a two guard who got buckets. You have the opportunity to get a two guard who's six five, six, six five, maybe six six, who gets buckets. Mm-hmm. They know how to teach a guy to get buckets. So I think it's clear, just like the number one pick. You get Jalen Green. You have Christian Wood. Um, you trade down. You might risk take the risk of okay. You trade down with Orlando and get five and eight. You pick up Jalen Suggs and maybe uh, 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 another guy. But also, you have to think about Christian Wood still wants to be happy. If you guys want to keep Christian Wood and win, um, and I think Jalen Green out of these guys right away probably gives you the best chance to win more games than not. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I'm really surprised we didn't end up fighting over this one. Um, over, overall, I think the main reason you don't trade down, okay, like this year you came into the season knowing that at some point Harden would be traded. And the consensus, most people still to this day think that the Rockets should have taken the Philadelphia deal and got Ben Simmons plus whatever else they were offering. Why you took that Brooklyn package instead was because you knew you had to get to the bottom of the lead of the standings this year if you wanted any chance of keeping your pick. So the Rockets did that. They went and nosedived for the bottom. They had the worst record, and the lottery gods shone favorably on us, and we stayed at number two. Trading back from the number two pick to pick up more stuff is like the antithesis of the entire strategy you put together at this point. So there is, there's no point of trying to get a wide, wider array of draft picks because you already got that in the Harden deal. Like that would just be overkill at this point, and you'd be looking like Oklahoma City with these 16 picks that might be late, might be early. We don't know what's going to happen with them. I like Jalen Green here. I mean, there's a case for Mobley. There is a case, but I do like Jalen Green here. I like the – I like what I heard out of the bubble, the G League bubble. I heard that he was um, teachable. He was coachable. He was always trying to look at film. He was always following the vets. 
uh, talking to them about what he had, what it takes to get better. I like that. And I think if I am building from scratch, I think that's the guy that I want to go ahead and say, that's the guy that I'm starting with. So number two overall, we're going to give it to Jalen Green. He is the first G League and Knight guy to get drafted. So kudos to him. He made the right decision going to the G League, and he's going number two overall. So the next guy on this list, or the next team on this list, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they're on the clock. And Kobe Altman is sitting there, and Evan Mobley has fallen to his lap. What does Cleveland do at number three? If we're sitting here and we got Evan Mobley, are we running up to the commissioner putting that pick in? Yes, we are. We are. A dead sprint, for sure. We're doing this because I have a good feeling Gerald Allen's not coming back. And for me, I feel like if you're getting Evan Mobley, I don't think there is a reason to bring Gerald Allen back. Um, it's interesting if you want to win, but I think the Cavs are still one, maybe one more draft away from having a team where they can start looking at winning. You bring Evan Mobley out there, a guy who you guys sit under here, I comped them to Chris Bosh. Um, you put him with Darius Garland on a pick and roll, with Isaac Akuro playing defense alongside that, for the, play, guarding the best guy on the ball, I think it's a great, it's a good start to a trio. Now, all you need is a to get rid of Colin Sexton and get you a score that's taller. Yeah, a wing. And now you're in the conversation two, three years after doing that of mm-hmm. being in a good playoff team. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that overall. I think I don't hate the idea of re-signing Jared Allen as much if, as long as you can keep the deal short to like two years. So you're not looking at Mobley long-term at the four, but just maybe in a transitional period when he's still young. Because obviously he's best at the five uh, eventually. Overall, Mobley is for sure the in the top three of this draft. I think those three players are like far and away better than the rest of this class. Um, I I didn't want him on the Rockets, but I don't want that to be a detriment to Mobley at all. It's just because I'm personally so high on Jalen Green as a player. I think Mobley has so much potential on both both sides of the floor, and if he fills that all out, he could be the best player in this draft for sure. And besides, if you have Mobley and you have uh, Larry Nash Jr., let's say you don't keep the, you know, you don't keep Jared Allen. You know what I'm switchable saying? As hell. Huh? <laughs> You're switchable as hell with those two on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance of, of some sort of trade where Colin Sexton goes somewhere else and you get a bigger guard. So there's a way to kind of remake that team and add a very gifted seven-footer because I I know some of the comps, the lazy comps have been Bosch, but there are some Bosch glimpses with this kid, and I love him. So number three overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers, definitely I'm taking the advisement of my counsel, my lieutenants, and we're taking Evan Mobley with the number three pick. 
Now, this it's moves annoying. us to four. Like you said, though, it's annoying when the lazy comp is the right comp, but that's the case for Evan Mobley. Like he like Bosch is the easy one. You see it when he plays instantly, but it's also like the closest player to what he's been at any point. Yes, indeed. Now we move to the nation. Hold on. Hold on. Uh oh. I have one thing to say. Oh, here we go. Let's say the Cavs say, hmm, Evan Mobley's at three. We love Evan Mobley. But there is a team out there that has multiple picks. The Thunder call up and say, hey, yo, how about six and 16 in the Heat 2023? You guys get rid of K-Love. Because we like guys like K-Love. They can perform, and then we trade them from our assets. And we give, and we get the third pick. And that gives the Thunder getting Evan Mobley. And now the Cavs fall back and get the sixth and the 16th pick. And at that point, they can still get their four guy, their small four, power four guy that can play defense and bring things with them. And have a 16th pick to take a guy that's taller and could be a score at the next level. Kendall, I'll tell you exactly what I want to move from three and move on from Evan Mobley because I believe in the kid so much. OKC would have to give me their pick next year. I would need to have a shot at Chet Holmgren and uh, the the kid, the other kid that just has the, the six, oh, six step back three. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If OKC gets if that trade happens with OKC, this is where I say OKC starts making their moves for a playoff run. If they can trade up to get Evan Mobley, all those picks will be gone in the next year or two. My my only issue with it is I think the Cavs are a team that's like relatively close to being on the brink of a complete team. Once they move on from Sexton, if they can bring in a wing to replace him, someone to play the three or maybe a three, four combo. I think overall they have a nearly complete team that's ready to compete for at least the play in game. So I wouldn't really be looking to add extra assets to that. If anything, okay. move up. So let's say this, let's say they fall back to six and 16 and at six, they get a Scotty Barnes or a James book night. And then at 16, they get a, they can wind up getting a chorus Kisper. I'll tell you right now that if you came to me that, yeah, I would would be like, I don't want that. It wouldn't excite me. Now, you said, hey, there's a chance that you get like a top five pick next year. Now we're talking. Now, because I'm excited. I'm excited about just the the possibilities. Because you're telling me I'm going to get Book Night and I'm going to get Kisper and then I'm going to have a a chance, a lottery, a lottery ticket, as you will, for next year. So I'll, I'll be excited about that. But if you just said, oh, I want like Miami Heat's 2023 pick, I'm not excited about that. So I would definitely stick with Mobley at three if it was me. Okay. That brings us to number four, which is – uh. I think this is a nation where uh, 
Nico is very familiar with is Canada. Toronto, the Raptors are on the clock. And Messiah Jerry is like itchy because he doesn't understand what the hell happened last year because they were in Tampa. There was COVID. You got Kyle Lowry. We don't know what's going on with that cat. There's Pascal Siakam trades everywhere. So at number four, the guy that we're looking at or the guys that we're looking at, because I actually got, got these two guys in this same tier, is one Gonzaga guard, Jalen Suggs, and give me the all-do-it, small forward, power forward combo from Florida State, Scotty Barnes. These are the kind of guys I'm looking at right now. Kendall, sell me on who I should take at number four. Suggs. Like I say, and I will always say, Jalen Suggs is Kyle Lowry for the next 10, 15 years. It's the obvious pick. Take Suggs. I think this top four, honestly, is very obvious, to be honest. Um, pretty obvious. Unless the only way things change up is if they tr- – if is if um the Raptors trade their pick. That's the only way things trade up. If the Raptors trade their pick to move down to, like, six or seven – I can see it. I can see them going a different route. Um, but if they're keeping this pick, you go, you, you draft. You draft Jalen Suggs. It's, he's the fourth best player in this draft. You draft Jalen Suggs. Nico, what say you with the fourth pick? I think I agree with that overall. If uh, we're sticking and picking and not making any trades here, uh, for the Raptors, I would take Jalen Suggs. I think he is a comparable player to Lowry. There are some some similar points in their game. And a lot of people think of Kyle Lowry like the Raptors version and forget the whole climb it took to get here. And Jay, he, a lot of the warts in his game are kind of similar to the warts Jalen Suggs has now. The only way I'd be interested in going a different direction with this pick is if the Raptors actually were to move on from Pascal Siakam before they made the selection. Yep. Then I could see the argument for taking Scotty Barnes and re-signing Kyle Lowry. I think that is Scotty Barnes would make a whole lot of sense in the Pascal Siakam role and adds more offensively. And, <clears throat> oh, like working him slowly into more of a playmaking role long-term, I think would also be like a good fit for a guy like Scotty. But absent of a Pascal trade, I think we stick in picture with Suggs. I'll say this. Can I make one argument for Scotty Barnes? Mm-hmm. All right, we're doing this, right? So mm-hmm. here's my argument. If you can somehow, if Kyle Lowry is either staying or you're trading him to Philadelphia and you're getting something back, like let's say you're getting tired of Max. He wants 25 to 30 mil. He's leaving. Yeah. Okay. So if there's some sort of sign trade that you can do, right, you're getting like Hero back from Miami if he goes there. Uh, what are some of the other reports that? I don't even think a signing trade will happen. Me, honestly, I'm sick of the word signing trade all year. I'm sick. Uh, no, of- I understand. I'm just saying the things. Kyle that Lowry. Kyle Lowry is the only guy who might like definitely get signed and traded because all the teams that 
could use Kyle Lowry are teams that are over the cap. So if Kyle Lowry is going anywhere, I think it is going to be in sign and trade. All right. So if I'm if I'm trading, let's say I'm trading Kyle Lowry, right? And I'm getting something back. I'm getting Hero. I'm getting like Maxi and like Shake Milton, whatever, right? Maybe picks, whatever. If now I have a backcourt of like Hero and Van Vliet, right? Scotty Barnes to me would just be perfect in the yeah, offense. It would be. Because I, I, I think I would be able to move on from Siakam pretty easily, whether it's mm-hmm. during the draft or right after. I think I would be able to get a trade done. I think there's a San Antonio team that might like him. Yeah, I have I think, San Antonio trade. Ready yeah, for you yeah so I have so much stuff that I think that I could pull off. That's my only thing. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm, okay. There's a guy in Santa Barbara that I know. Um, there's a facility in Santa Barbara that I know. Scotty Barnes has been working out there. And I asked a question. I said, hey, um, tell me about Scotty Barnes. He's like, been working with him for three years, haven't seen this level of improvement in a guy in three years, and literally since we've been doing this. They are excited about his movement. They're excited about the jump shot. So now my question is, if you have that information in your back pocket, Kendall, you're still on your, um, this is all speculation and this is all us, you know, spitballing here. Are you still sold on the uh, Jalen Suggs? Just lock no, it in. Because I'm, like we say, we're all going to come to an agreement here. If, okay, if this trade doesn't work, they're picking Jalen Suggs, Okay. If you guys don't agree with it, like we're all the GM of the pe- pe- of this team, right? I'm gonna call up the Spurs. I'm gonna say, give me Dejounte Murray and Der- Derek White for Pascal Siakam. Or just money give me doesn't no, work. Give me the okay. How do I make the money work there? You're gonna need you're gonna need more from Toronto, right? Because okay. Siakam is like at what Nico's efforting right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm. I'm, I'm going on. I'm going on their site right now because I think it's like they're 15 million a piece somewhere in there. They're like at 30 million. Their price tag. Well, truly, just give me D- Derek White. I mean, DeAndre, D- D- Demarco Murray. Truthfully, <laughs> DeMarco give me Demarco Murray, Murray of the Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. His name's so confusing. I'm sorry. Dejounte Murray plays for the Spurs. Dejounte Murray. So this is what you do. This is what you do. You say, give me DeJounte Murray. I give you guys Pascal. Yo, actually, that that trade works straight up. (laughs) Which one? Eric White, DeJounte Murray for Pascal. Oh, does? Then let's do that trade. Let's do do that trade. Are we getting anything? Do we have to give up anything? Do we have to? Hey, I'm a shy Jerry. Do I have to mm-hmm. give up picks? I'm not trying to give up picks. What are we no, give up? I'll say this: You're going to give up. You're going to give up a first round, ten protected next year. Who? Toronto? Who's giving them? Toronto. 
No, I I think that's not. I think Siakam has higher value than both those guys. So I think if anything, San Antonio would be sending the additional uh, equity. If I don't have Honestly, to, if I don't have definitely. to give up a pick, I'm cool with this trade. No, because you got to realize, no, Raptors aren't giving up a pick, Nico. That's what I'm saying. The Raptors are keeping their fourth pick and getting Dejounte Murray and yes. Derek White. So. Yeah, yeah. You still keep your fourth pick. Oh, I With your fourth you're pick. So you're telling me Scotty Barnes, you draft Scotty Barnes, and you're also getting DeJounte Murray and Derek White? Or, like you said, like how is that, how is that not the perfect trade for both teams? Oh, no, no, no. I, sorry. I thought you were saying that the Raptors would be sending a pick next year, and I think they shouldn't be. Top 10 Yes, protected. they would. They'll send a top team protected next year. Yes. No, I don't. I don't think so because Siakam, I think, has more value than both those guys. He like there was talk about seven and fourteen for Siakam straight up. Like, uh, he's he's a guy who already has like a high amount of value. So ju- I think just that trade with no picks attached, it makes okay. So can we agree this trade, Dejounte Murray? Derek White for Pascal Siasson. This trade straight up is the trade that we do. Are yeah, we doing yes. I'm excited about this trade. This means I can take Scotty Barnes. So if this trade's happening in our mock draft, it's Scotty Barnes. Scotty yeah. Barnes is four. <laughs> Scotty! <laughs> That's our guy. Number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shake up. This is the first shake up in the draft because nobody Barnes saw that. Four. For sure. I took a picture of it. I took a picture of it. So. People will understand why we have it like that. I took a picture of it, so everyone will understand why this is happening. Um, all right, all right. Orlando is on the clock. Uh, we got we got John Hammond, who was formerly of the Milwaukee Bucks and made the pick for Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is a stud. He's been living off that situation for years and years and years. And now we are in Orlando, and we're in this think tank. We got a bunch of non-shooters on the squad, okay? Like, I'm sitting here. I got Suggs. I don't even see a problem right now. I mean, you better not give me any – I mean, is there a pushback on this? I'm taking five. I'm Suggs, right, at five, right? Uh, Anybody got somebody else? I got pushback on that. Yeah, I got pushback a little bit, too. You go first, Gambo. You look at this Magic team, right? You guys, you look at their lineup. I'm looking at their current roster right now. You look at their guard spots. You have, I'm not saying he's not better than these guys, but you have Mark Hill. You have Gary Gary Harris. You have Cole Anthony, who showed promise. You have R.J. Hampton that you haven't even tried out yet. You have Mark Carter-Williams. We Okay, he won Rookie of the Year but fell off. But he's still a point guard that you could have as a backup point guard if need be. I don't see a point guard that sh- – I don't see how Jalen Suggs fit with this roster. And as you said, he does – he is known for drafting the Giannis Antetokounmpo's. So, but I need for a my lack of liking him, for our lack of liking him, I think the guy that goes here is Jonathan Kaminga. After all the shit you talked, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me. Let this me, is a mock draft. This isn't a big oh, board. Yeah, yeah, no, I got no, you. No, I got you. I got you. But this is a mock I, draft. I understand what you're saying to me, but here's my pushback. We talked about how we gotta strip it down, and then 
build principles second year, and then third year is applying principles. And I understand did that. They not do this, did they not do this with Jonathan Isaac? Do we want to do it again? That's my question. Do we want to have two projects? Did this guy not, did this not, not, was this guy not a part of the Giannis development? No. Okay. I think, I think the problem for me is more like the fit with Jonathan Isaac. I kind of get what you're going for and what you said about that having so many point guards. They're guard heavy. They're guard heavy in general. Yeah, they they're, are they're one and two guard heavy. I do agree that a wing might be the right direction. I'm just not sure Kaminga is the right fit at wing. Personally, okay, but who's the wing you're taking? Who's our guy? They, the guy I'd look at here is Moses Moody. I think he fits much better. He's guard heavy. He's a guard. He's a two guard. It's guard no, heavy. He can play three. I think he's in it can be a three in the league. He can follow most threes around. He's got quick feet, and he could add on size. He's got a long wingspan and a frame that looks like he could add girth. So working on a team like Orlando that already has enough impact defenders overall, I think Moses Moody is the right kind of fit here. I don't think so. I think I think it's too heavy at that at that. I just don't. Mm-mm. What about what about trading the pick then? If we, if they're not going to trade the pick. I, I don't see who they trade the pick with. I don't. They were trying to get up, not down. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, like Jalen Suggs is by far the best player on the board, and there might be players who are teams that would want to trade up to get within Jalen Suggs range. Okay. Want to trade up okay, Nico, do me a favor. I'm sitting here at the number five pick. I'm John Hammond, right? I'm looking at this team. I'm not seeing not one guy on this team that can really stroke it from the outside. The one thing that I kind of know is that Jalen Suss can hit from the outside, and I want that. So what kind of trade package that I can get back at number five, can Golden State give me something? Can I get Golden State on the hook so they can take Suggs at five? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, okay, if you guys don't like my Kaminga pick. No, hold on. No, it's not. Listen, listen. You and I will discuss what, the, what the value the between Suggs and. We've been talking, talking about the Thunder. Up. The Thunder are one pick behind them. The Thunder, the Thunder aren't going to give up two picks to move up. They're not doing that. I think they could get okay. They're not going to give up pick sixteen, but they have sixteen picks in future mm. drafts. So there's a, I think there's a guy they like better more than Jalen Suggs on this board. Can Can I ask a question, Nico? If mm, I'm yeah. if I'm if I'm OKC, right? Mm. And I've seen that Orlando's taking like a, a couple minutes off the clock here, right? Well, I would think I'm sitting back. I'm sitting back going like this, going, you know what? They might take Kaminga and Suggs is going to fall to me. I I would think that Orlando would take Suggs right there and field offers to every other team in the league that might be wanting to come up for Suggs because I think that'd be bet. Suggs is clearly the best prospect here at this point. So, Nico, you got to realize there's a lot of guards in this draft. Like, there's a lot. Who's at Who's at Suggs level that's remaining? Nobody. That's James Booknight. No, nobody. No, he's not not near that. 
I think I think you might have to take Suggs here. No. I it's mean, I would. Sad. Hold on. Hold on. I would. The only thing about it is, is that you didn't intrigue me with the trade. Now, I'm not looking at, I don't think OKC does it, because I think OKC will be like, listen, whatever falls to me at six is what I'm going to take, right? But what about what about the Knicks, then? Okay. All right. Now, Nico, tell me yeah. what do I want from the Knicks? What's going to make it tantalizing enough for me to move off Jalen Suggs or Kaminga, who has been told to me could be floor Sean Marion and peak Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> our guy Kyler has a favorite player in Emmanuel quickly. They also do have some of their picks going forward. So if you were going <laughs> to offer. That's pointless me, though. That's a guard. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. I, he works better off ball. I would say then. No, no. Emmanuel quickly off ball. Really? Oh, I, I think he works better off ball than a guy like Jalen Suggs. But I, I think at this point we're we're just going to like get into okay. the rabbit hole of arguing All over right. a bunch of trade fits. All right, Kendall. So, like, dude, right now I'm not sold on Kaminga. I want you to sell me on taking him five, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, Orlando has a second pick. I think I can get some – I think I can get Kaminga. With that second, Ooh. okay. So, uh, let me provide this option for you. You don't okay. like Kaminga, right? I, I'll put it this you way: say I like need, I, you no, say, no, 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 Kendall. Say, I like Kaminga, but I'm thinking I like him at eight. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But like you said earlier, they don't have shooters from deep, right? Yes, sir. That's what you said. Yes, sir. There's always a guy that surprises us. That falls, that that rises. One guy that's been rising in the conversation, if they want to go guard, I don't think they go in the route with Jalen Suggs. I think they go with a guy who's more of a scorer, which I don't think Jalen Suggs is, is a, a guy who could come in and bring it, bring you 20 points and things like that. I have a high feeling if if Jalen, if this how the draft works, James Booknight can go here. Listen, you know how much I love Jay, James Booknight, but I'm also trying to keep my job, and I think I can keep my job as being in the happy, the you know, the happiest place on earth by taking Jalen Suggs and moving on. Like I'm looking at job security, right? Okay, so it's I'm, two versus I'm, one. You guys got it. I got, got it. it. All right, so we're gonna so move on. Jalen Suggs goes. Gonna take goes Jalen Suggs. Um, and we're shopping him aggressively. <laughs> According to both of you. Uh-huh. Okay. So maybe so, we're shopping Markel and okay, other maybe. Okay, so we're at six. OKC's on the clock. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we doing at six? All right. James Knight. I love it. I like it. Sam Kirsty got a bunch of picks. He likes to play around. He couldn't move up, couldn't get into the top three. James Book Knight, I like that pick. Nico, do you have anything different? Uh, yeah, I personally have Book Knight lower. This is another place I'd argue is a good Moses Moody fit. I think having a guy like Pokashevsky as someone who's going to be wild and just try to figure out how to play. Moses Moody knows what kind of player he is already. 
having him and Lou Dort as a combination of wing defenders would be terrifying for other teams. So a guy like Poku could be completely lost at that end of the floor and it would be okay. I think fit wise, it makes sense. I also see upside with Moody to be like a third scorer on offense and overall i think he's the best player left here this is why i would like to contradict that mm-hmm. shay is a is a ball handler guy who can handle the ball but moses moody i don't think he has the ball handling ability to be that combo ball sharing duo with yeah, yeah i think he's i think he has to be your third yes ball. he'll be the third ball handler so oh, i think cool. i'm gonna get a guy who can score Shoot the three and be my combo ball handler at six five with Shea and James Booknight. That's just how I feel about situations. We already have the defense and Luke Dort at that wings position. We have um, we have guys at that wings roster with the defensive ability already. So in me, I'm just like, let me get the guy who's going to put the ball in the basket and can be a dual guard ball handling guard combo with with Shea. Nico, I'm leaning towards book night, just so you know. So give me a situation where, like, give me something that would just entice me not to take him. Well, overall, I think, like, you're at a deficit defensively with your entire team. If you're building around, like, Shea, Poku, book night, uh, but all the other guys you have on the roster, basically Lou Dort is the only plus defender. And while wing defenders are the most valuable defenders in the league, they can't run an entire. Sure, he isn't a bad defender, Nico. He's not a bad defender, but he's not a great defender either. You want to know why he's not a great defender? Because he has to do everything on offense. So why not get a guy who can come in and take some of that responsibility? I don't know if he has the upside of a great defender at any at any point personally. So like six six athletic guard. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> you're also describing a guy named Jalen Green, but yeah, Jordan Jordan Clarkson is also like six five. Yeah, athletic guard. Yeah. He don't play no defense. Uh, Shea there's, plays defense for that. No, Shea he, does. He does. I'm talking about Clarkson. I'm just not sure he's ever a huge plus defender, and having him and Book Knight together in the backcourt that that isn't great defense. So uh, I personally would shade towards a guy like Moody, who I think could develop into a guy who fits really well with Shea. While he's not going to be the second best player on that team, he's going to be a fit who can play both on the court with or without Shea and can improve you on both ends of the court. Okay. Hold on. I think I got a decision. I think I, I, I have it made. Because I kind of want to piss off Bob Myers. And I think that if Book Knight was on the board at seven, he would run. He would send his emissaries to to the podium and just yell out the pick of Book Knight. And I don't want Lakeup to be light years ahead of anybody. So OKC gets a bucket getter and they get the kid out of UConn in James Book Knight. So that leaves Golden State on the clock at seven. So, so we're agreeing, James Book Knight. I'm, I'm agreeing with yeah, you. He's the pick. He's the pick. James Book Knight's the pick. Yeah. Okay. What is that nigga doing? Hold on a second. Hold on. Give me a second. 
Oh, you good. So we have Golden State on the clock. They got two picks. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of chatter. I've been really trying to get DC on the line to see because we're past the deadline. So they know if Bill has put in the trade request. I haven't seen anything come across. Nobody's hit me up on text on that yet. Let me just look one other place. See if somebody has said something on that. Because this this would change the draft dramatically. Okay. We're going to go off the assumption because it hasn't hit Twitter or what have you that he has not put in his trade request. So now with Bradley Bill not here at seven, we got Moody on the board. We got Kaminga on the board, right, still? We got Franz Wagner on the board. Where are we going? Like, what are we doing? This is where you go with the Moses Moody. This is where he goes. I, I like him here, too. I, you bring I, the three and D that you need. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they do this, they're drafting Moses Moody. They're trading Andrew Wiggins and the 14th pick for a big man, not of Pascal's type, but for a power forward that can help them, I think, honestly, more with less to give away than Pascal. Yeah, I agree with Moody being the pick here. I think yeah. he did really well on that team overall. He's a good defensive player. He Realistically, he can start to take some of the assignments that Clay used to take. Yes, on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah, due to his speed, his foot speed that Clay, I'm assuming, will be lacking in that department coming off two injuries. So some of the faster guards, Moody can start guarding those guys. And the bigger wings, Clay Thompson, can still do a great job blocking them up. Realistically, if the Warriors stick and pick and Moody's on the board, I think this is the ideal fit for, like, the vintage Steve Kerr offense. I think this realistically w- w- is a better version of what Harrison Barnes was back in the day. Yes. Okay. So, And we're definitely going to take Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. And note to Steve Kirk, because I am Bob Myers at this point, if you don't stick this kid in pick and roll, you will be a analyst on TNT. We're going to use some pick and roll. I know you don't like it because you like beautiful offense and all this other stuff, but this kid is shown to be elite in pick and roll, and you also have Steph Curry. So if I don't see pick and roll at least, what, 25% next year, I might be firing Steve Kerr. No, that's a hot take. I don't care. Oh, all right. Jonathan can mingle with the eighth pick. Move on. <laughs> All right, so Orlando on the board. Yep. I, yeah, I, he's here. I told you you would. Yeah, at this point. Right? At this point, you have to. Yeah. He's the highest upside. Jonathan Kaminga to Orlando at eight. And now our favorite team in the draft. Shouts out to our boy Patrick in the green room. The Sacramento Ooh. Kings are on the board. And Monty McNair 
is their GM. He somehow lucked up and got Tyrese Halliburton last year. Can he sum up and luck up at nine? And let's let's talk about some of the guys that are on the board right now. Now, we haven't heard Devion Mitchell's name come off the board. We haven't <sighs> heard Franz Wagner's name come off the board. There's, Ke- there's Keon Johnson. There's Josh Giddy. What are there's a lot of things that we can go for here, fellas. So here's the thing. We're Sacramento. We're tired of sucking. We got Barnes. We don't know if we have Rashawn Holmes, but we do know what we got in the backcourt and Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. And we're trading Buddy Hill. So with that being said, who are we getting at nine? Who wants to make the case first, Nico or Kendall? Nico, uh, take it. I'm doing some things real fast. Okay. So uh, right now, I would assume Rashawn Holmes is probably out. Uh, I think he's going to get a big offer in free agency, and I'm not sure. The Kings are going to be in a place to accept it. Like, if they're doing so hard money-wise that they're letting Luke Walton coach their team for another year, I don't know if they can afford the $15 million for Rashawn Holmes. So, sitting here in the draft, there is a center prospect that I particularly love. I know Kendall is a big fan of this guy as well. But Alpern and Shangun, even though Kendall, for some reason, thinks he's a power forward now, I think as a scorer... He's a great player at the center position. He's good starting the break. He has a projectable shot. And, like, I think he's a little faster. Uh, He gets out, like, on uh, contests outside, can kind of shift his feet on the perimeter against some of the faster fours in his league anyways, which, like, isn't comparable to the NBA, but there are so many small players in that league. The fact that he could kind of guard a dude three or four inches shorter than him who should hypothetically at least have a speed advantage is a good sign for me. Um, I think, and I haven't even mentioned his inside scoring yet, which is by far the best part of his game. He's elite at, like the whole post-up thing. That's not efficient offense in the NBA at this point anymore, especially for 6'9 dudes, but it's definitely nice that he has it in the bag. Here's the two things. Pushback, right? Not saying that I don't like the pick. Defensively, Sacramento was one of the worst in the league. If you have Alperin Sengun, you're definitely still going to be one of the worst defenses in the league. All right, he's there's no difference making. I mean, even if he's marginally good, he's not going to make any difference on the defensive end for the Sacramento Kings. Right. The other thing is that you got De'Aaron Fox who wants to play up tempo. Now, here's the other thing with that. Still, when you play up tempo in the NBA, you're only doing that 25 percent of the time. And the one thing that De'Aaron Fox needs to get better at that I think Al Corinthian Goon can help him with because he's a really he's a pretty good passer out of the post or even at the high post. Yeah. He would allow that De'Aaron Fox's shot selection to get better because he can get him easier looks. Mm-hmm. And you play 75% of the time in guess what? The half court. So yeah. with that being said, I do love his upside on the offense. I think we're gonna be shitty defensively, but Yes. Can we 
with Halliburton, Sangoon, Barnes, and Fox, can we would we be close to a playing game? Tell me with Alperin and Sangoon, Nico, we're close to a playing game, and I'll take them. Yeah, I I think you are. Also mentioning Fox on the break, whilst Shangun isn't going to run out on the break with him, if he gets the rebound, he's a good outlet passer to start the break. Similar, like, he's not at this level because Kevin Love is the best ever at it, but he does it in kind of like a similar way just because of their body body shape. Nico, I feel like I brought up Shangun to you, and, like, you took me loving Shangun to a whole nother level, Nico. Oh man, I've I've been on since before we even met, my dude. Oh, I, I, that I, was Josh Giddy. That was that guy. That was the guy. That was it was Josh Giddy. I, I, I've mentioned a lot. Yeah, um. Kendall, what do you think at number nine? Because here's the thing: if we're looking at Sangoon, right? Defensively, mm-hmm. we're shit. We've been shit. We were shit last year, and we're going to be more shit this year. But offensively, yeah. because you know there is a three-fourths of the game is played in the half court. He's definitely going to improve that for the Sacramento Kings. Is it enough for me to take him at nine, or do you have somebody that you think is better? I'm working on a trade here. I'm working on a trade right now. I'm working, right. on, the trade with the, I'm working on the trade with the Magic right now. Magic and the Kings. I'm working on a trade. Why? What? Okay. What's the premise behind the trade? Buddy Hill needs to be gone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who just came off a torn ACL? Who are you? Jonathan Isaac. Isaac? Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you call the Magic and say, "Hey, I'll give you Buddy Hill." And I'll give you two future firsts or one future first for Jonathan Isaac. I think that deal could be made. The money doesn't match, I don't think. Uh, they're, they're close, I think. The money does match. It, it, the trade goes through. Really? Me, How much is yeah. Isaac is making right now? Isaac's on a four-year, seventeen million dollar deal. Buddy Hill's on a three-year, twenty-two million dollar deal. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't quite work, but it's close enough that it it would work with another minimum guy thrown in or something. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're getting Isaac. That'll help defensively. That'll help Rashawn Holmes being gone. Mm-hmm. He'll be better than anything that I can pick at nine, unless Nico, you believe that. Alcaran Sangoon is going to give me is going to turn into a poor man's Jokic. Is the ninth pick involved in this draft at all or in this trade? Sorry. Yes, you're giving up the ninth pick. I need more more from Buddy Hield for Jonathan Isaac. That's the trade. Buddy Hield, the ninth pick for Jonathan Isaac. Hmm. Can I get more? The Kings need to give up more? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm the Kings, and you're saying Isaac, and I'm going, and? Yeah, I, I don't and? think I take those the Kings. And? Okay, let's see, and. Let's say we give you... Who did we just have them drafted? It was Kaminga. 
Mm. Who they who they drafted before that? Suggs. Yeah. Yo, Suggs. That's not, not going to work. Good. I don't want any of those kids. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Yeah. So you. <clears throat> oh, here's the other thing. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Can I get rid of Marvin Bagley? Yeah. And get something else back. Give me some. Uh, okay. You're you're getting a ninth pick. I'm giving you the ninth pick, Orlando. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna take from me Buddy Hill. And you're gonna take Marvin Bagley Jr. because I don't want him. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Isaac, but I need something else to make this work. Or we're hanging up the phone, and I'm taking Alcaran Sangoon. The only things that can work is if they get a Mo Bamba, a nope. Wendell Carter Jr. Maybe. Um, those are the only two guys that they could truthfully give up, or a Terrence Ross. Those are the three guys they could give up. Right. Mm. I don't. I don't think mm. that's enough for me, anyways. For Jonathan Isaac, yeah, mm. he's coming off a torn ACL. I know that, that might be my problem. That might that might the actually problem be for my who? Problem. The problem for who? If I'm Sacramento, right, and I yeah. just had Marvin Bagley and all his and all his stuff, right, all his injury history, all his nonsense. Now, I'm not saying Jonathan Isaac is a bad kid. He's a good kid. I like his game, but I'm scared because he's 6'11". And he just caught, came off knee surgery. And what? This is, what, year two or three? Which year is this for him? I think this is year uh, three. He's 23. Okay. This actually may, might even be year four. Okay. So, one year, what? 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 Three, four years in the league. We've already had major knee surgery. I'm giving up the ninth pick. Mm. Oh no, man! I'm not taking it on no. Sacramento. I think no. we should maybe discuss some other guys to take here over Alpernin. But uh, I personally, for me, this trade I don't think is in the right neighborhood. Okay, let me ask one thing. Okay, I'm not taking. Hold the on, trade. no, no. Hold I'm, on. Not, I'm not a little upset about that. Why? Because if the damn Lakers, I'm pissed off now. You got me pissed off now. Because if the Lakers can give up THT Kuzma in the 22 for Buddy Hill, why can't they do it for the Kings? Well, here's here's the one thing, right? Here's the one thing, what you're talking about, right? I'm getting upset, Vince. I'm getting upset. Hold on. Let me talk you down real quick. Here's the one thing, right? I want to make a playoff push, right? And I'm not saying that Kuzma and KCP give me that. I'm not saying that that happens, right? But I might have a possibility of... It uh, won't happen. That won't happen. Listen, the problem is is that there are real reports that are saying that it could happen. Like real, real, real reports. Those are Laker fans. Those are you, Vince. That's Lakers champ saying that. No, it's not. I'm trying to tell you. No, it's not. Kyle Kuzma and THT are not going to get them to the playoffs. It's not even – I understand. And it's not even THT. It's actually KCP. But anyways – Which is even more stupid. Anyways, here's the thing. Here's the one thing with that. Jonathan Isaac, as much as I love his talent, 
if he had a year of like playing after, I would be all I'll be all good with that. But I haven't seen you know the kid. What? I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I'm mad now. I understand. I I'm get mad. It. You know I'm what? I needed, the second guy needed to excite me. It's not. Listen, I like Isaac. I was just hoping that the second guy, and I understand that it's hard because the money doesn't work. You know, because I'm trying to unload badly as far as that's concerned. Upset. I'm very um, upset. Yeah, I mean, actually, is there any way I can just get rid of Bagley and not get rid of Hill? No. Is there any way can't. I could do? Is there any way I could do nine and Bagley? Nine and Bagley. Yeah. Is there any way I can do nine and Bagley and get something back? Because I I don't nine and Bagley for Isaac. Nine nine and Bagley. Nine and ba- Marvin Bagley, and it will have to be. Somebody else, like what? Any of the minimum guys? Okay, Nico, I'm getting Bagley out of Sacramento, right? I'm getting Jonathan Isaac, Uh but I'm giving up the ninth pick. But I got Jonathan Isaac, and I got him for what? Four more years? Three more years? Four more years. Orlando is going to be full of rookies, but I, I, I get it. I guess I think it makes sense for both teams to a to a certain extent. So I can get rid of Bagley. There's going to have to be Bagley. I'm trying to find who else it could be. Because oh, I mean, because Marvin Bagley's on the one year eleven, and Buddy's on a three year. I mean, yeah, John Hodges on a, a four-year seventeen. Wise, I don't think you have to. Uh, you have to put in a Delon Wright. Mm. A yeah, that's the only mm. the guy you have to put in is Delon Wright. Mm. Everyone else is on a one-year deal, one-year, one million dollar deal. Okay, you know what? I can give Delon Delon, Delon right away, right? Because I'm still, I yeah, still but, got healed. I still got healed to trade. Yeah, but you just you just had the magic take Jalen Suggs. I don't think they can. Well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't work for them. Exactly. Well, they can trade DeLon Wright, right? He would have value to them. He could get them more assets. I could, I could sell that to them. Yeah, hey, I, I think maybe, maybe we throw DeLon Wright in this trade and move. So you on. throw DeLon Wright into the Magic, and let me see if this goes through. So DeLon, so the Magic are getting DeLon Wright, Marvin Bagley, and the ninth pick for Jonathan Isaac. Okay, yeah. now now I'm Orlando. Who do I take? Orlando. Orlando, you come up here, and Orlando comes and looks at it, and they take... <laughs> they could take a lot of guys. They could take a Franz Wagner. They could take a Josh Giddy. At this point, they could take a Rich on a Jalen Johnson. They could take a Alphonse Goon. I mean... Nico, if you were now John Hammond again and somehow you have figured out three lottery picks, what you're doing? You just got rid of Jonathan Isaac. You know that Bagley, you did this for the ninth pick. So there was a guy that you wanted. And so you know Bagley, the change of scenery will perform better. That I'm, that's just a fact. Okay. I I don't have 
super insurance on that, but I don't really care because I got the ninth pick. There gotta be a guy that I want, right? Let's see. I I think Franz Wagner might be the right guy at this point. Like one of the reasons you might not take a guy like this that high is because the limited upside. He's kind of like a lower lower ceiling, lower floor player. But with a team like Orlando, when you already have but Nico, a couple, that's my that's my uh, insurance policy on Kaminga. Absolutely, yeah. So I think, and I think they could even play together because realistically, Kaminga can slide in at the four with his physical traits. So, all right. Uh, overall, I so, think Franz Wagner would be the right fit here. All right, we'll take Franz Wagner for Orlando. Okay. So yeah, with this ninth pick, we're taking Franz Wagner. Orlando. Okay, and just one thing to get this straight. This trade is a trade that could happen. This isn't like the fantasy land trade that we're thinking. Because the Magic are, the Magic did just trade everybody. So, this is something that can happen. Yeah. And the Kings want to make a playoff push before De'Aaron Fox starts getting pissed off. Right. So, now and, the Magic have not going to get If we get anything close to Jonathan Isaac, which I don't think we will, right? I think it'll be a Jaron Jackson Jr. type deal. It'll take a while for it to kind of get itself together early part in the year, right? There might mm-hmm. be some low management stuff. It's not going to look pretty. By, but hopefully by, what, game 20, 25, he starts rounding in the shape, feeling more comfortable on the knee, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm good with this. So we move on to number 10, and we now know – that this is not New Orleans anymore. And if you're late yeah. to the party, there was a trade in the NBA today. And the New Orleans Saints, uh, New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans have traded Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, and the 10th pick for Valanchunas. Was there somebody else in that deal? The 17th pick? Jonas and 17. Jonas, 17 and 51. Sweet deal. Sweet deal. All right, so Memphis is on the clock. You got and Memphis is pissed off because their guy just got off the board. Yeah, it is. is yeah, it is. So now you're looking at this, right? You moved up to ten, thinking somebody was going to be there. You got John Morant. You got somehow you got Stephen Adams on your team. What's uh, that like? You got Jaron Jackson Jr., which we're hoping that now. He's going to look a lot better. You got my guy, Dylan Brooks, right? That's my guy. So now you're at 10, and Wagner just went off the board. Okay, so let's look at what – is this a Davion Mitchell spot? Is this a Corey Kisser mm-hmm. spot? Mm-hmm. Is this a Josh Giddy mm-hmm. spot? What are we looking at at 10? And we need spacing for Zion. Yeah, spacing is the no, most no, important no. thing. No, not spacing for Zion. This is this is not New Orleans' pick. This oh no, no, I'm sorry. This actually, yeah. you, we need spacing for Jacques. Ja, actually, this is Plan B. Franz Wagner is gone. You get the Franz Wagner older brother. You get Corey Kispert here. Oh, oh man, no, that this is too high for Kispert for me. So who are you? Who are you taking to go? I'm interested. Um, I'm I'm thinking about a few guys here. I 
I like the idea of Josh Giddy here a little bit, just as a secondary ball handler, but I don't think overall he, the fit would be that clean because all those guys struggle on defense. They got like 19 wins. <laughs> you, me- you mentioned here uh, Dylan Brooks, and I'm wondering if they'd be interested in uh, Dylan Brooks Jr. and your guy, Chris Duarte. I think that is way too early. So hot. Uh, well, if you're thinking about Kispert, I can't see why Duarte needs to be that much later than Corey Kispert because realistically, like, Duarte has Well, they just more got defense. their backup point guard in Eric Bledsoe, right? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, breaking news reports 20 minutes ago, Eric Bledsoe's on the move. Oh, He's on the move. So we have yeah. reports yep. that that is he's on the move. Yes. Reports that Eric Bledsoe's on the move. From, from, from Chris. Yeah, he won't, yeah, he won't stay. He's on the move. Yeah, he won't stay in Memphis. So they have another deal on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, 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 think think I know only, where he's no, going. It's, for them to go from seventeen to ten to get Chris Duarte, they could have just got Chris Duarte at seventeen. They're getting Corey Kispert. <laughs> yeah. Is there any oh, or? They take a risk on my boy. My boy, they say, hey, we got a dookie up here. We got a dookie. <laughs> and they pick my boy, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Uh, okay. <laughs> you guys talk this out for a second. I need a second. Nico, is it crazy? I, I'm not sure it's that crazy. Thinking about a team like Memphis who, like, is on the brink of being a playoff contender. It's it's kind of similar to the idea between Denver Nuggets and the picks they've made who are just like all upside. Guys like Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull, RJ Hampton, guys who might develop if everything strikes right. Jalen Johnson is a guy who, if everything comes together, he could be a good player. But I yes. I think taking him here is a is a reach. And a bit of a stretch for me. He, I have him much lower on my board, but realistically, what did you have him on your board? Now that you, now that I've shown you the film of him being a not I, a positive but an average defender in the league. Well, I I'm personally very concerned with the off the court stuff, so I moved him down into the twenties. I don't know off the top of my head where I have him. Uh, I moved him to 23, but before I had him closer down to like the the 30s range. So you you moved me up on him there. Um, but overall, can like, a, if it's can I make like one that's, one that's a wild card? Go ahead, Keon Johnson. Yeah, no, because I had somebody tell me that like if this kid hits, like he's gonna be special. Like, if the kid hits, like, obviously, we understand that, you know, they all don't hit and whatever and all that. Last time I brought up Keon Johnson's name, you guys slandered me. Did I? I'm I'm lower on him than you are, for sure, but I don't, uh, like, this isn't an awful range for him. I have him as the end of the lottery guy. I had him at 14. I think Jalen Johnson's a way better prospect than Keon Johnson. I don't think that's true, personally. But okay, so how it. does he fit? I'm trying to think about this real quick. So they got they got Jaron Johnson Jr. 
Dylan Brooks. They got Brandon Clark. They got there's another wing that I'm missing that they got. You saw Jalen Johnson at three. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, they got slow mo. Okay, so I think slow mo is gone. Yes, Dylan, you got Dylan, Dylan Brooks at the two, two. Jalen Johnson at the three. Jalen Johnson is a three. I think his his actual fit on the team is pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, you know what? Here's the thing. I actually think this is the right. You know what? Come to think of it, this is actually the right pick. Ch- Taylor Jenkins is the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, correct? Head coach, yeah. Oh, uh, Taylor. Okay, no. Who's the Who's the GM? There's the GM. I like. Oh. I like Taylor Jenkins too, though. Um. Oh my God. What's his name? I, I believe uh, this is the right relative. fit. I, I think it's the right fit too. That yeah. this is an organization yeah. that's like good at player development. Okay, they had it was it was Chris Wallace, but now it's Zachary Kleiman. Yeah, uh, it's Kleiman. Yeah. Okay. This makes a lot of sense because I actually thought this is I thought he would actually go around seventeen personally. Yeah. So I could see them moving up to get him. But, yeah, especially with all the buzz lately that he's been climbing and climbing on boards. This yeah. is uh I wouldn't. I didn't expect to like the pick of Jalen Johnson this early, this much. But after this trade, I actually think it's a good fit. And it makes exactly. sense. It makes sense exactly. because because you know what? I think that John Morant ain't gonna put up with none of this kids bullshit. Uh, yeah, that it's the right kind of locker room for sure. Right. And Kyle Anderson, I kind of think they should keep him around because that that dude is a leader in the locker room too. That That's is the slowest slow. player I've ever seen dribble. I know, he's, but he's so, so slow that like he it works. People who are guarding him, yeah, because like it's so slow that it works. He's like a half step behind where they expect him to be all the time. But he also gives like a hundred percent. He's a dude on the floor, like yelling at people to run to their defensive assignments. And shit. Imagine Kyle Anderson telling people to run. Yeah, right. He does it though. He does it. Like he gets back on defense for a guy who's slow as him. Like he's probably one of the slowest players in the league, but he's also one of the first three or four guys back. So he's always yelling at some big man or something. I man, I love Kyle Anderson. I'd want him on a on a title contending team. Wow, so would you guys agree with my Jalen Johnson pick? Yeah, yeah absolutely, we like because I, I believe that Taylor Jenkins would tell this kid to shut the hell up and play basketball. And, and if you, you don't play think, defense, I'm going to sit you on the bench. You got to think about this. Memphis isn't coming up to do something obvious. They, come, they came up to take somebody that has potential that they're scared that another team might pick before them. Okay. So now, so, so now on the clock are the Charlotte Hornets and Mitch Kupchak. Oh, I'd like to say that I might have made a mistake with the Timothy Mossoff position, but we have been drafting very well. We got LaMelo Ball, and we also signed LeAngelo Ball. We really love LeVar Ball, and we want to go ahead and sign Lonzo Ball. And Jordan Brand is the best brand on the face of the planet. So I'll say this. We all know the two guys that would be the most fun to go here. 
We all know Al Fernsey Goon and Josh Giddy are the most fun guys to go with. There's only one choice. Those are the most fun guys. There's to only go. one it choice. It would be fun. It would yeah. be fun as hell to see either of them. There's only Give one choice. My boy here. St. Goon. Yeah, but as a Hornets, as a Hornets fan, and as a person who lives in Charlotte, you are, I'm you are scared to draft him because he might end up being that basic ass center like Cody Zeller again. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky. But, but you got Frank Lonzo, Kaminsky. You got he might Lonzo, be the basic ass Frank ball. Kaminsky. Yeah. He might be the basic ass I Frank will, Kaminsky. I will give you, Jordan does have an, a god-awful history with drafting white players. For sure. Yes. So I understand no, the trepidation. You can't hold the so, Those guys are the, the right You can't I'm gonna hold the players against us. Al Pernsey Goon's going to get picked up here. Yeah, we that, are. Uh, we are but selecting Miles the Junkie Center. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing a fantasy podcast, so I'll give I'll give a little hint here. If they draft Alper and Sangoon, Miles Bridges is a must draft in all formats, dude. That guy is gonna be a stud. Donks, okay. Donks. So Sangoon's here. Yep. On to the next one. Give me Sangoon for sure. That San Antonio Greg Popovich is on the clock. Let's see. I'm going to tell you right now. He's so mad that Sangoon is off the board. Wait, hold on. <laughs> did, we do, did we do a trade for them? Who? The Suns. San Antonio. The Marco Murray? Oh, yeah. Did that trade to Marco Murray? No, but there was no pick. Yeah, there was no pick. Oh, yeah, no pick. They didn't, yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't get rid of the pick. They didn't get rid yeah, of the pick. Okay. No, no, Pop is still upset in, um, you know, in Tokyo, whatever, with the Olympics. Team ain't playing well. Jante Murray and, and, and Derek White are gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Like, he's, he's, a, he's thinking about retirement now. So at 12, and, and now Amper and Singoon is off the board. Where are we going for the mm. Spurs? So you got to remember the Spurs now have Pascal Siakam on their team. Exactly. So honestly, it's the boring ass answer. This answer is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. It's such a Spurs thing to do, but it, it's Josh Giddy here. Oh, mm. oh, okay, Ooh. okay. That. That's a little different than what I where I thought you were going. Yeah, I, I really I, thought I was about to hear a Baylor a Baylor guard name. Yeah, me too. Okay, me too. okay. Yeah. They're going Josh Giddy. They just traded away two guards, but no, nope, they're uh, going Josh Giddy. Okay, so so I was expecting on your breakdown, I was expecting you to say Davion after you you said it all. However, Josh Giddy was also the guy I was going to suggest they take. Josh Giddy. I think he can be that initiator for them as well as like defending on the wing. They have guys like Keldon Johnson who plays bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh Lonnie Walker who's And they have Devin Vassell. People are forgetting about Devin Vassell. I'm not forgetting yeah, about Devin Vassell. Florida State. So like, like Josh Giddy who could play with the ball in his hands, I think would be a great fit for the team overall. And they don't if if they didn't they they didn't do that Dejounte Murray trade. I see him getting a Uzman Garaba, but I'm also a big fan of Yaka Purtle. So yeah, yeah, he's a uh, he's a great center for yes. sure. So they're getting San Antonio will might actually be a league pass team this year. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. If they got Giddy, exactly. they got Siakam. 
They have to be on my short list league. How many assists is Josh Giddy averaging if he's playing? Ninety-six assists. He's gonna break the all-time record. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna average probably like eight assists as rookie. (laughs) He's gonna have a game where he has fifty-four assists. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're gonna take. We're definitely gonna take. um, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we got the Pacers. Pacers. This is now another non-league pass team. Okay. Interesting ass team. Okay, so we got Karis LeVert. We got Malcolm Brogdon. We got too many centers. Miles Turner has been rumored for years to leave. Now Car- Carlisle is there. He loves Miles Turner. Now it looks like Sabonis might leave. We got TJ mm-hmm. Warren who was mad at everybody and just said, "Frick it, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have surgery." DJ Warren back. There's a there's a there's a lamb in there. We need some. I I just need some juice here. But there what? is no juice. Yeah, there's no there juice is. Here. There's one. I'm gonna tell you right now. If I'm sitting at 13, and I am the brain trust of the Indiana Pacers, and there's I just no saw juice. Josh, I saw I just saw Josh Giddy off the board, and I know for a fact that I got to get rid of one of my guys. And I and I, I got to get rid of my guys. I'm gonna tell you right now. It might be high for everybody else, but I'm looking at Uzwin Garuba right here. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. trading one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I'm trading Miles Turner, or I'm trading Sabonis, and I'm putting Garuba in there. My defense just got way better if mm-hmm. I got Turner and Garuba there. I got shooting right. I got T.J. Warren. I got Malcolm Brogdon. I got Karis LeVert. I could probably get Who's some more training somewhere else. Here's my question with that. With Usman Garuba and Miles Turner and Sabonis leaving, if Sabonis leaves and they have Usman Garuba and Miles Turner, who is the the score? Like who's who's giving me a bucket? Well, you got TJ Warren back, right? And you know Malcolm yes. Brogdon can get you a bucket, and Karis LeVert is a Michael. Well, you're machine. right, because if Sabonis leaving, they're probably gonna get a guy that can score for them. <laughs> Right, but I just listen. This is the best defensive player in the draft. I understand. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but the Pacers are a boring ass team. I'm trying to not be well, Pacer. The Pacers go. Yeah, no, you're not trying to be the Pacers, but you have to be the Pacers, though. <laughs> they are a boring ass team. You also, you also have pick up boring I'm ass Davion Mitchell because I'm a big stupid ass. They're not picking Davion Mitchell. No, I got somebody no. else. Oh man, if you say Corey Kispert right here, dude. Corey Kispert. <laughs> so Gordon Hayward. That, is that not a Pacers dream. pick? Is that not a Pacers pick? Corey. They already have Doug McDermott, man. They don't need Doug oh, McDermott. Oh, Doug. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got something for you. Yo, I got something for you. Check this out. Yeah. Charlie just picked, right? Mm-hmm. And who did they pick? They picked Sego. Good. Ah, all right. So, in in Zeller, are you about to Indiana, say my Sabonis trade that I've been talking about? It didn't. It didn't. Cody Zeller from Indianapolis. Zeller, uh, Yeller. Is it? Yeah. Isn't Gordon Hayward <laughs> from Indianapolis? Yeah. Is it time to make a deal? Is it time? Mm. To make a deal to bring 
one of the Indianapolis boys home. Is there a way that we can get Gordon Hayward in our 13th pick? Because if I take Kispert and I go get if I don't if I take Kispert, that's what a poor man's Gordon Hayward, basically. Yeah, basically. Or I can go get the real Gordon Hayward. I can go get the real one. So you're saying uh, you're saying Corey Kisper for Gordon Hayward? No, I'm <laughs> talking about so bonus. Sabonis. So no. bonus. They're not yeah. running Sabonis and Sagoon. Or my not running Turner. Sabonis but see, here's the thing. I know Carlisle loves Turner. But they're not starting Sagoon and Sabonis. I understand that, but <laughs> now this gives happening. this gives the kid time to grow. No, no, this is not happening. Oh, so we're just gonna throw them out there. The Hornets are literally maybe one or two players away from being in the playoffs. They were in the play-in. Okay. So Subonis wouldn't help that? Or my okay, they're not gonna get one. The defense is bro, no. There's trash. no defense. Trash. Trash. There's no okay. defense. Okay. All right, hold on. Right? There's another team that's trying to improve, Kendall, right? And they have a superstar that has a watch, and the watch is ticking. And he goes like it's this on the court. It's not Bradley Bill. He not, goes like it's this not on the court. No, it's, it's not Dan. It's not Bradley Bill. It's but not it's Dame Dan. either. Yeah, no, you're not trading two. You're not trading for Dame. You're trying to get Dame help. You're trying to help Neil O'Shea call no. up. Right? No. You call up and say, hey, bro, we got we got a uh, our 13th pick. Exactly. And some, we got and uh, nothing. No, we got 13 pick and Sabonis. What about CJ McCullough? Uh, I, no, I don't think No, I'm just going to so tell so me. Poor, no, I'm going to see if it works. I'm going to see if I down into the I also think like Goga Batadze is another reason you like. Yeah, I mean they're, they're fine. They're big. Like you already have so many bigs in the yeah. building. Then they have so many bigs every year. Okay, well we're I not drafting a go. big. I'm trading the 13th pick and a big away for CJ McConnell. No, I don't think Portland does that though. I that doesn't help Dame at all. I don't think. Sabonis, it helps him a little bit. Uh, not more than not more than what CJ is going to bring, though. Yeah, uh, it might honestly, honestly, it might bring a little less. Can I? Yeah, can I yeah, now? I think- maybe can I switch my? Can I switch my attention to Sacramento and make a trade with them? Sacramento's already made a trade. I don't see them making two trades in one night. Dang it! Yeah. They've already made the trade them. for Jonathan okay. Isaac. Well, All right, well, so I, I like. I think Keon Johnson. Oh, Keon Johnson, talk to me. Yeah, Keon Johnson's still on the board, and like I think he could play realistically with Karras and with Brogdon. That's a that's a guy who would fit on this team well overall. And you that's an athlete too, and they need some dynamicism. They need some some dynamic playmakers. Yeah, and yeah, this is okay, right yeah. Around. I'll go I'll go with Keon. I'll go with Keon. Yeah, yeah, this right around where I have him on my board too. I, I go with Keon. Can I add, can I just throw one thing out and then we'll move on? I'm I'm sold on the on the Keon Johnson, but let me ask this one thing. Is this the time that maybe Dave because of the tournament glow, 
is this the time that Davion Mitchell and you pair him with Malcolm Brogdon? Now you got a second, you got a secondary ball handler and whatever. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, honestly, yeah. even I, even if Davion Mitchell is everything like he's cracked up to be, let's say I'm totally wrong and the shooting's real and everything. I think best case scenario, he is Malcolm Brogdon. So having two Malcolm Brogdons, I don't think helps you all that much. Yeah, well, I'm gonna take the upside Keon Johnson then, if that's the case. It's either Keon or Corey Kisper. I'm gonna take Keon Johnson. I'm gonna go on the upside on the athleticism. So Indiana Pacers right. are coming off the board on number 13 with Keon Johnson. And that moves us to light years ahead. Gold State Warriors are back on the clock. We got Davion Mitchell. There he is sitting there for him. They got Corey Kispert, Chris Duarte, Zaire Williams. Usman Garag was there. I don't think he's a fit, personally. They need... I think they, they just need people. I mean, I don't want to see what they rolled out. That G League bench that they rolled out there, if they keep these two picks, I want guys who can get me buckets and provide some actual substance to the team. So at 14, Nico, where should I go if I'm Bob Myers? I Okay, this is an area where I start thinking about the Baylor guards, but I, I personally would think about Jared Butler, not Davion Mitchell. I think both he's a better fit, like off-ball, and also can like come up with some of that creation role that you'd want on a team like this. Especially you could play him on units without Steph Curry, which is kind of something you need as Golden State because the minutes without Steph Curry have been an absolute disaster. Playing him with guys like Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, I think there there's a good offense you could you could create. And Davy Davion Mitchell, I I've made my point on him known. I don't really think he would give the Warriors anything they'd be looking for here. Okay, can I can I ask this question? Yes. Corey Kispert right here at fourteen mm-hmm. or Chris Duarte at fourteen here, right? Yeah. Both are older players who have a specific skill set. Duarte is probably a little bit better defender, not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe Corey Kispert is literally, he's the best shooter in the draft. We know that for a fact. Mm, yeah. Do they go ahead and take one of those guys and say, hey, listen, we go, we're going back to strength and numbers? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's possible. I, I don't hate Corey Kis- Kispert in this range. I think he has a little bit less upside and will, like no version of Corey Kispert really helps the defense in Golden State at all. Also, like it doesn't really help that secondary initiator role that you missed out on with the uh, pick of Moses Moody in, in the first place. I think also with considering Moses Moody was the earlier pick, I, I'm not sure it's the best fit with the organizational. Pick. How about Duarte? Uh, I like Duarte. I would get, yeah, I forgot to say him. I would consider him in this range. I personally like Jared Butler a little more, and I think he, he fits Golden State maybe specifically a little better because Duarte, I think, would would kind of be taking a lot of the same uh, like assignments as Clay Thompson would be realistically at this point. And then also him being a little bit older than Butler, even though they're of comparable ages, I think pushes Butler in my head a little ahead of him. 
The only thing that I have pushback on the Jared Butler thing, because you know how much I love him, is there's no way in hell that he gets quicker. Like, I've heard nothing yeah. in this range yeah, for fair. him. This is so this it's like literally, it's like Davion Mitchell or any other cast of characters. Is there anybody yeah. that, other than Jared Butler, somebody in this like 14 to 6, 17 mix that you would maybe Maybe on? Trey Mann. Maybe Trey Mann could fit, but uh, Corey Kispert, realistically, like I don't think it's a bad fit here. I just personally don't know how, like, if the Warriors would do it, considering the Moody pick earlier. Kendall, would you take Davion Mitchell here? I'm working on something. Oh, oh yeah, that's. I was just about to say this would be a good situation to look for a trade. Oh, can we send the tsunami poppy away? Can Kelly Oubre Jr. I'm working on it. And his, and his uh, what's that dude's name on The Simpsons? The dude that had that floppy hair. I Joe Bob. Yeah. Can we can we get Kelly Oubre and Sasso Bob haircut out? Yeah. Of the bay. I'm working on it. I'm working on it real good. Yeah, I, I, I got the two. I got the two teams right now. Mm. I Strong. Got it. This is gonna work too. Oh, I'm kind, yeah. I'm actually kind of excited. Hmm. Hmm. That sounded good. What do you think, Nico? What team do you think he called right now? Mm. He went rogue uh, GM. If. Let me guess. I'll say uh, our guys in New Orleans who just moved back to 17. Mm-mm. Mm. No. How about Dallas? Is it Dallas? Mm-mm. Is it the D.C. area? Oh, uh, the Rockets looking to move up. I don't know. I looked at the Rockets for a second, but you guys aren't going to give him up. So, And they don't need him. Hmm. I can't wait to hear what this trade is, actually, to tell you the truth. Live. Okay. Live. I got the trade. What is it? It's like 80% done. Oh, okay, can you, tell me the team, can you tell me the team that we're trading with, at least? I'm calling the Jazz. Oh, we're calling Utah. Saint, Salt Lake. There's Ooh. a lot of God, Lakers champ on this on this pod twice in one day, bro. This is super crazy. Let me see if this works. I don't know if it works. I have a deal for you. What's the deal? Okay. I'm, I'm excited okay. now. This is the Warriors saying yeah. we need an older guy that's going to bring what we need. A knockdown three pointer instead of taking Joel a chance Ingles. on a guy in Corey Kispert. Joe Ingles is coming to to the bay. I'm giving. I'm saying, give me Joe Ingles or Boyan Bayanovich, either one, for Kelly Oubre in the 14th pick. Because what do the Jazz need? They need someone to the athletic and that can move around better. I think I think if I'm uh, Golden State, I might want a future pick as well. A future first-round pick. Okay, congrats. Yeah. All right. All right. 
I'll take I like it. it over. I'll take it. And now the Jazz have Kelly Oubre, and now they get the 14th pick. And who they pick? And with the 14th pick, they take. Now hold on. Let me take pictures of this first. Let me take pictures. Let me take pictures of this first, so we can remember everything. Yeah, another mm-hmm. white dude. You know who they're? T- I, I, they're gonna take yeah. Joe Ingles replacement, Corey Kispert. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Corey Kispert. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. that makes that's sense. what they're doing. Yep, that makes so much sense. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're getting that athletic guy they needed. Yep. For the playoffs this year, yeah, 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 and they're gonna get the Corey Kisper young guy. They're gonna get so they're gonna get Joe Ingles Jr. <laughs> yep, and and get the tsunami poppy. Yeah, all right. So fifteen. Okay. This is my. This is one of my least. Fa- this is like my team that I love to hate, but like really don't hate them. I really just want the best for them. Shots out to Chocolate City. Shots out to the area. Shouts out to all my peoples out there. All right. The Wizards are on the clock. We got, mm-hmm. first of all, is there any way that my boy Denny Abdia can get some love this year? That's my question. Yeah, he, will. he will because okay. Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook will be gone, so he will get love. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I do have, like, two potential, like, huge trade pieces to use. Right, I'm asking. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, no, happen. no, no, no. No trade is gonna happen right now. But what is gonna help me right now? Now you got the date. Now David Young Mitchell's on the board. Still, we got mm-hmm. um, Zaire Williams on the board. We got Usman Garabo on the board. They definitely could use some help with some defense. Damn sure they could. Um, this is this is what I say. Does anybody feel strongly? About like there's somebody that is just like lighting up in their head for the Wizards. Yeah, I got someone. Go. This is if this is of course Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook is leaving, and I'm looking also in the future of next year's draft being a heavy big man draft class. Heavy big man. Literally the top 15, 11 of them are big man. I think this is where the hype kicks in and you just can't pass up on them and they get Davion Mitchell. Um, That's a one, yeah, but I like not, it. I'm not quite there with them overall just because I'm not convinced they can move on from Russell Westbrook and Davion Mitchell is an older player. so if They can move on from Russ. They can move on from Russ. You can always they're going in that rebuilding direction, like... Davion Mitchell is not the type of player you start a rebuild around. He's like the final piece. I no, he's the player that you get now. That yeah. two three years down the road, as he's developing, you're getting the the prospects that can come along with him. You're getting the final piece of your puzzle early because you already have yeah. Rui. You already have Rui Hachimura, a two way power forward. You have Denny as a ball handling small forward. You have Denny as the ball handling small forward. Yeah, Davion doesn't okay. need to have the ball in his hand all the time because he has Gafford Gideon as well. Team. Daniel Gafford we, as well. Yeah, well, we got we got him out of the lottery, so I'll I'll count that as a win. But I'm and they not have comments. No, because Nico, you can hate a guy, but there's a point to where he just doesn't go that far. Yeah, now. he has to go. I yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, agree. I, I agree. That's the only reason why I'm kind of like conceding at this point because obviously he's gonna go. Somewhere around here, but uh, I I don't 
think Washington's a great fit for him. Overall. That's fine. They took Denny Abdi last year and then yeah. tried with Russell Westbrook and just shit yeah. on his uh, rookie year too. Yeah. yeah, and like they already had root. Yeah, no, they did. They don't do smart things. So realistically, well, like, this would be smart if Dame and Bill are gone. This would be smart. Uh, I, I'm not because even if you say, let's say this, let's say even I'd if you trade Dame and Bill, Cooper, even in that case, just even because. if you trade, even if you trade Dame, come on, Davian Mitchell's better than Sharif Cooper. Come on, I agree, but just be if Dame and or if Beal and Westbrook are gone, you're like going back to square one. So well, what if you trade those assets for a possibly good to decent player? Yeah, see, that's the other thing is Bill is going to get you something back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So having Davion Mitchell, an older point guard, is okay. a good thing. Yeah, I will. I will co-sign the Davion Mitchell pick at this point, but I, I'm just standing by. I'm not convinced it's the greatest. If he's the greatest pa- back- backup point guard that ever lived and stuff like that, you live with that, right? Yeah. If at 15, yeah, if he turns the best out to be backup like, point guard in the league, that's great. Uh, Defense, yeah, that- all that. Ooh, yeah, so excited. He, he's yeah, bad, but he's not that bad. Like, <laughs> we gotta I'm be not, realistic. He's not that bad. Taking a like a final piece of a puzzle when I'm at day like zero of a rebuild. I haven't even started. Mm. Gonna start my rebuild with Davion Mitchell. I, I you're not starting it. You're starting it with Davion Mitchell, Rui Hachimura, and Denny Abdia. And here's the other thing, Nico. Think about this too. You gotta have one grown up. Right, because Denny Avdia yeah. is going to throw Poku type passes. Poku, I I think I, okay. I'll take I'll, like I said, I'll take da- uh, Davion here. I I know you I, listen. I get, I just I is it my is it my? Okay. I'm throwing up in my mouth too. But at some point, realistically, the kid got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of yeah. course. All right, so number sixteen. The 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 man the game the man the general manager to me that is probably the smartest dude on the face of the planet because he somehow oh, has he's, made his, he's made his team shit. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, he's smiling. So we're at sixteen, and this is OKC again, right? Yeah. Who did OKC get with that last pick when we did the trade? Who did they end up getting? Hold on. Is there any way they, to look at this while I look at this? They. Oh, okay. There it is. Because uh, we did a trade for OKC, right? Hold on. Did we? I'm looking. I'm looking. I, don't I'm looking. We, I don't think we did. No, they got Boat Knight. Yeah, they got James Book Knight. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, this I didn't know I can go down that far on this thing. OKC is smiling, they grinning, they jumping for joy, they hugging, they ass grabbing, because Uzma Garuba's on the board still. Mm-hmm. Oh my. He fits really well with Poku, for sure. Fits perfect with Poku. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really like him as a pick here. He's a guy I have around here on my board. I had him, what? I literally had him 18th, so. To me right now, of like until we into the twenties, like there's really no like juice. I think this is the only guy that you sit there and go like, listen, if this dude does nothing else but rim run and just be a demon on defense, mm. 
we well, went- yeah, I'm not convinced he, he's necessarily a rim runner. I think he's more of like a trailer on offense overall and like a guy kind of like a screen screen setter. Like a, like a Clint Capella. I'm not saying he's Clint Capella, but like a Clint Capella play style. Yeah, uh, kind of. I like- Can you just have him hang out at the dunker spot and then... Yeah, that's yeah. all he'd be doing. Yeah, what, but you you also kind of can kick him out to the corners for three. I don't mind his his stroke overall for a spot-up guy. I, I could see him more in that P.J. Tucker, Draymond Green could offensive he, role. Could overall. he actually be like mini version, but maybe suit-up version defensively as Serge Ibaka? Yeah, Serge Ibaka. I was just thinking that. Serge Ibaka. Yeah, maybe. And y'all yeah, know how I feel about Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. What's that's your take on Serge Ibaka, Kendall? I can't say that on the pod. You, oh, he, he's, you can't say that he's the the perfect man? You can't say it? Oh, yeah. Serge Ibaka's the perfect human. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. And right, so let's be honest, Al Horford teaching Usman Garaba for half ooh, a season. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Al Horford teaching Usman Garaba for half a year. No, he's not. He's Al, Horf- Al Horford. Oh, yeah, he got traded. He got traded. He's in Boston, bro. Yeah, he's in Boston. Yeah, he's in Boston. Yeah. I'm still taking Garuba. I like Yeah, I'm still taking Garuba. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. We're good. So we took Garuba. We're at New 17. Orleans. <laughs> and New Orleans. New Orleans. So they just made a trade. They got. um. They went back from 10 to 17, but they got Valanchunas. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of the two contracts that yep. David Griffin, who's a complete idiot, they got rid of these contracts. So I'm, exa- I'm excited. Zion's smiling right now. He's so Zion's excited. Like he's making moves. He's His making family moves. is excited. Everybody's excited. New Orleans is excited. You know who also is excited? Mrs. Benson, because she promised that kid that she would make it better. And kudos to Mrs. Benson for living up to her word, promising her franchise star that they would make it better. They would make it right. So kudos to her as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and so we're at 17. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is a tough one. Listen, here's the thing. We got to get spacing for Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it so tough. There's some, three shoot, there's some shooters on the board, and I hate there's to say it. Guys. I hate to say it. I hate to say it because I want him to be a Laker. I want him to be a Laker. He's not going to be here. There's three of them. This is you the time. Three? This is the time. You, you want to say the three guys? It's, 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 it's my three guys right here. Time. Are Chris Dorte, mm-hmm. Trey Mann, mm. and Trey Murphy. Those are my three guys at this spot. Ooh, okay, that that's a little high for Trey Murphy. Chris Dorsey. I Jared Butler as a guy in this in this tier. I think he cool. fits well. Cool. No, does. they don't. They don't need another point guard. They've been drafting point guards for the last three years. You you have Trey Mann. That's what you just said. Like I feel <laughs> he'll play. He'll play the two because he provides the three and D. He provides the three and D, and he's taller. He's six five, not six two. Jer- Jared Butler is closer to six three in his measurements, and he's more he like realistically his ideal play style is closer to Lonzo Ball than any other player. So, I, I think he's a good fit in New Orleans if you if you're gonna try. Are we ever gonna give him the kill, uh, Walker Alexander, or Alexander Walker a shot? Because that's a we are that's another Zion guy. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. And also, they got Kira Lewis Jr. as well. 
So my yeah. question is, uh, yeah. can we get somebody? I mean, because the only other upside piece, it would be Trey Man. I mean, honestly, because Dur- yeah. Chris Duarte is more of a like on a winning team. He fits yeah. the role, blah, blah, blah. I think that New Orleans still is trying to figure stuff out. I think they're still kind of flexible and let's do weird stuff and put different lineups together. So Trey Mann can shoot the ball, right? We're we're all in agreement yeah. with that. Yeah, he can shoot the ball. Unfortunately, it's more only like on self-created looks at this point, and you'd want him to be able to do a little more spot-up stuff with Zion, but I really like Trey Mann as a player overall, so How about this? Here, I would not be upset with that. How about this? If you like spot-up guy and you want to talk about like some upside, he this might be a little bit of a reach here, but it's Cam not too big of a reach. Yeah, Cam Thomas. Nah, that's too that's too much of a risk. Why? I mean, Why? Yeah, too much of a risk. We literally have a forty percent three point shooter on the board. <laughs> like, come on, like, come. On. It, it, this is obvious. Say it. We really have the best one. The best in the draft class, Trey Mann. Like, yeah, we really yeah. have like, the best one. Taking Trey Mann here too. It's <laughs> even like what what he could develop in the pick and roll with Zion. I think <laughs> outside he. You, you're going to need uh, a better guard defender eventually, I think. I think he's a little slow to get the jitterbug guys. But at this range, I think this is the right kind of player you'd be looking for. Yeah, you didn't trade me. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, okay, she's on the board again. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. They got 97. There's no way they're making all these picks, bro. Oh yeah. yeah, they can't. Okay, kind of need a guy at center now, a high upside. They just picked up Usman Garaba. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what are you talking about? What about that. Zaire Williams then? No. Oh, we really throwing darts at a. We're really throwing darts at a dartboard right now, right? Nico, stop. Nico, at this point, I feel like you're just saying guys that can. So your guy can slide to your 23-24. At this oh, point, I truly think no, that's what he's doing. Could be, right it could be, it could be my guy here. If you, if you're open to it, I, I think he'd be a great fit here. Honestly, with this pick, is this the part where Jerry Butler goes? Jerry Butler, yeah. Honestly, I mean, so, you know, yeah, I Gil gets Alexander and, and Jerry Butler in the backcourt. Yeah, I, I, mean, I yeah. like that because I honestly, like. Shay, you could put him at the three. Yeah, that's sexy. Mm-hmm. You can run James, Jared Butler, um, Luke Dort. I don't know. They'd be so fucking weird. I ain't gonna lie. It's it's so awkward. This is so awkward. Honestly, they'll probably. Honestly, they'll probably like trade this pick. I don't know to who, but they're gonna probably trade this pick for like, I don't know what. I don't. I, okay. See, the more I think about it, the more retarded I feel. Like, oh, I'm sorry. The more dumb I feel like they are sometimes. Yeah. Because like. They have so many picks where it's like, there's no way they're gonna add five players to their roster this year in the, in the draft. Yeah. So I'm, we're just gonna pick guys for OKC. They're gonna some of them are gonna get traded, but for sure, if I had to pick a guy, I'm, I'm, I'm probably honestly just for OKC for trade value wise. Zion I'm, Williams. No, mm-mm. Kai Jones. I'm picking Kai Jones. Yeah. 
It's going to be yeah, way too. Okay, when I started saying we need a center here, that was the direction I was going to go. Kai yeah. Jones, but realistically, Kai Jones and Garuba would be an okay fit on the floor. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. You know what? We're just picking like it's athletes. And we're yeah, this is athletes. We don't care. Yeah, they're going to do what they did with Kai Jones with Moses with Moses Brown. He's going to be gone in like two years for some assets, or he's going to turn into an awesome player. Yeah. All right, we're going to take Kai Jones. Or OKC here. Mm-hmm. Now we got the Knicks, the Knickerbockers. Oh, this is great. Listen, blue and orange skies all over the place. Put your Tims in the air. You know what I'm talking about. It is time. Vince, I'm Thibodeau. you're happy, but I'm about to break your heart. No, you're not. Because here's the thing. Tom Thibodeau doesn't like rookies. So whoever yeah. you give them, whoever you give them, they don't like. They ain't going to get no burn. So this is almost like a wasted pick. We're saying that. We're saying that. But the guy you want is about to go, and he's not a young boy. Yeah. Oh, no, this bunch of dudes. Chris. I'm I'm so happy right now. Chris. I knew he was going to go. Yeah, I knew he was going to go. Chris Duarte. Actually, that kid right there, that would make a perfect fit for that team. He's a winner. One, and I hate to use that the first thing I say, but he is a winner. He is a good secondary ball um, facilitator as far as that's concerned he can shoot the shot I love it I love the pick for New York I think this is a really solid pick for them I think he will help RJ uh RJ Barrett I'm not, I'm not sure how well he fits with RJ Barrett overall Why? but uh, he's a catch and shoot guy neither of them are great he shooters. can put it on the he can put it on the floor Wait, as well you say Chris Dorte's not a great shooter He's not a great shooter. He's a good shooter, but he's more of a guy who can like move around. He's not going to pull up in your face or anything. That's what we. That's what they're going to have him do: move around. Yeah, for sure. Like, but then I kind of think you need RJ to have the ball full time. I'm not sure it's the ideal fit, but re, I wasn't going to contest this pick too hard because I think you kind of need to take the best player at this point, and he can or fit. You could take well. Jer- or you could take Jerry Butler. You could take another. Now they already got, they got him. They just drafted Emmanuel quickly. Oh, that's balls. right. You know what? You're right. Oh, how yeah. about the upside yeah. pick? Do you want the upside pick? No, don't say his name, please. I'm going to throw up. 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 Don't say his name. I'm going to throw no, up. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Think about this. You've gotten really almost nothing from Mitchell Robinson, right? Like nothing. He's always been hurt, whatever case may be. They have a great track record with Kentucky players. Isaiah Jackson is here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm just it, No, hold on. You got to remember, Kenny Payne is there. But. Like the the whole Thibodeau not playing rookie thing makes me hire on a guy like Duarte who's gonna prove yeah. himself on this team overall. He's twenty four. It might not be the ideal fit for me. I think they they could work well enough together, especially with a guy like Quickly. Quickly and Duarte, I think, is a good backcourt from day one. So. Okay, mm-hmm. so eighteen, we got Chris Duarte going to the New York Knicks. You're not getting Corey Kisper, Vince. Or nineteen is not happening. Don't worry about it, dude. I'm cool. I got stuff, bro. I'm cool. I got a lot of guys on the board right now. I'm yeah, you'll be, you're going to be surprised when I bring up what no, I've no. been working on for Keep in week. mind that I get to Sujito all your shit, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear that? He said he's going to veto my, my, my proposals. <laughs> oh, uh, for sure. Okay, all what's all right. All right, so pick, 20, this is Atlanta. Hold on. Shout out to our guy, Travis Slink. I'm just saying Shout that. Out. That's our guy. Shout out to our guy, Kez McCoy, as well. 
Yeah, shout out to ATL on a real regular level. You know what I'm saying? We're really trying to bring it big. AT Aliens Podcast on the QPPN Network. All right, so they need a backup point guard. Tell me Jerry Butler is going off the board now. Yeah, he's off the board. Okay. Yeah. Does I anybody this... have a problem with that? Well, I yeah, think I think there should be Sharif Cooper. Oh my God! No, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Okay. Uh, for me, the other guy I consider here is Bones Highland, but no, I, that's way too. I have, I have Jared Butler higher on my board, and I think like he's a guy who could play with or without Trey Young. So, and I actually I mean, think that this kid would be good for Herder. Yeah, yeah, he could play with Herder too. Yeah. All right, so we're Ooh, in agreement. Back up. We're we're in agreement with this, Jerry Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We go back to the Knicks. Knicks are back up, and there's a bunch of guards on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this thing to go. I think I think this is a pick that they think about getting to trade. You think about uh, trading this pick? I think so. I, I mean, this is like a pick where I, they're going to trade, but I don't know who, so I'm just going to pick a player. Can I just That's ask you a question that. before we do this, though? I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm just asking a question. Did we see in the playoffs that the the Knicks literally don't have enough talent? Did we see that? Yeah, they, I, I think they, hmm, I think they have the talent. I think I, they have it. I know that Thibodeau doesn't like playing rookies, but like. Aren't we kind of going like, yo, we need some like seven, eight, nine guys or even four, four, five, six guys, right? Like, I, I mean, if they ever go up against uh, Atlanta again, definitely it's the same result. I, I just don't see a difference. Yeah. Even with what they pick with Duarte. I love Duarte as well. Yeah. I think they could use like a wing here, probably. That's where they go, Zaire Williams. Uh, Zaire Williams, yeah. I I thought you might be a little uh, up, uh, you would oppose Zaire Williams, but I think having him here is overall a good guy. I also this is the range I start considering my personal uh, draft favorite. Oh, no, here we go. No, he's trying uh, to get Williams. No, Zaire Williams is a no. good guy uh, right. to fit you. Zaire Williams, a lot of upside. Knicks fans will love him because he'll be the promise and Duarte will be the glue, right? <laughs> so, you know who's on the board now? This is it. This is it, baby. LA we Lakers. Are, we are at 22. We are in the la-la. LeBron needs to be healthy. AD needs to be healthy. There's trade rumors all around. Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, you name it. If they're not named LBJ or Anthony Davis, they are all in trade rumors. So, mm-hmm. at 22, they got to get a shooter. It, it has to be someone who can spread the floor. It can't be anything else. So at the 22 slot with what we got here, man, I mean, you got Jaden Springer, you got um, Trey Murphy, the third, and you got, you got, you got my boy, you got my boy, Deuce McBride. 
and you know how much I love them. Yeah. So, okay, talk me through this because I think there's a lot that could go on here. Mm-hmm. So, Kendall, what's like honestly, what's your opinion? You can go ahead and do the troll and then say kidding and then move on to the real thing. Um, this is just truly how I feel. Uh, the Lakers aren't going to pick a player. They're just not. They're, they're trying to win. Um, yeah, I think they, they trade, too. So okay. this might not seem like a lot, but I see them calling up Detroit and saying, hey, give me your two seconds this year and give me Corey Joseph. That's better than any rookie you can get in this draft. Uh, that's better than any rookie. You can get. I think, nah, I I don't think they they. So you tell me, there's a rookie at this spot that's better than Corey Joseph? No, I think there's something better they can get than Co- Corey Joseph. And yes, actually, I think there are rookies better at this spot than Corey Joseph. So at this point, Vince, um, if there are rookies in the late first round that are better than Corey Joseph, what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the room. And I will let you and Nico finish this draft. Thank you, everybody, on the pod for listening. Um, what? Follow me on Twitter at Kendall I, okay. And I, Corey Joseph, is worse now than he was like before. But okay. But now he like Corey Joseph can be like a combo guard maybe in the league at this point, but he's not overall a great player and an excellent fit for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I don't, I don't, I can see two things happening. Now, I've heard just so you know from what I've gathered is that the Lakers are mm-hmm. looking to move down here. They're actually looking to acquire okay. like second round picks. They're they're looking okay. to move from like twenty two to like twenty eight, somewhere in there, because they think okay. the way this draft fell, let me know that the players that they're looking at are going to be there at twenty seven, twenty eight. So they're trying to acquire uh, yeah. like second round picks. Well, that has me thinking they might be prepping to do something. I know you say they won't do, but. Maybe it's a hard cap avoidance move because if you're moving down that much to save that little bit of salary and and your team that might be looking to do, I don't know, a Kyle Lowry trade or something like big, bigger than that, Nico. then Nico. Uh, or Buddy Heald or Nico. like a Nico, Nico, they can't. If you guys have not heard, Woes yesterday literally said. The Lakers have offered damn near every team a combination of Kuzma, KCP, and the pick, and whatever they want, they aren't getting. Yeah, I, we're not talking I, about trading. We're not trying to trade, We're not talking about trading the player. Them. We're talking about trading the pick to go down. Yeah, we're talking about trade twenty two because there mm-hmm. is who, a lot. Who else? Of, could, a lot who, of what other point guard could they get for the twenty second pick? No, it's not a point guard. What I'm trying to tell you, they're not it's not a player. It's they're literally trying to acquire picks. They're trying Lock. to move down. And Lock. they're trying, because of the fact that the Lakers know that they need to build up the back end of their roster and they can do it on the cheap. 
with second round picks who also do not have guaranteed contracts. So all that money doesn't mean a damn thing on their books. Why don't they just unplay your minimums? Because of the fact that you still have bird rights on a second rounder. And also, like, you can sign them for cheaper than you can sign. I literally just, what my trade was, literally was that. They got two second round picks and a point guard. They got two second round picks and a point guard. Dude, what I'm trying to tell you is what does Corey Joseph make? Because I'm going to tell you right now, he is not the guy. I hate Lakers fans. No, this is I'm, I'm being no, real serious rather, right now. This is not about being be like a bio guy than someone like Corey Joseph. Like right. he doesn't he doesn't really fit the uh, overall what they're going for as a team. He's not like at if this isn't Toronto era or San Antonio era Corey Joseph. He's taken steps back and he was worse years. there in Toronto when it, he was worse there. I he. Not at the beginning. Yes, he was. No, he was not. This has he been was, his best year. I I do not agree that this has been. Look it up. Yard. Look it up. It's not an, it's not an argument. It's a the, fact. What the numbers are going to tell me. I care about what the impact he's making on the floor as a defensive and offensive player. Regardless of what numbers he's posting on a bad team, I don't think – that tells me that Corey Joseph is a better player. Yeah. Than he okay. Was. Can okay. let's ask this question? Do you think? So Vince, do you think this Jerry, you're going to do? You're going to just trade back no, and get a bunch of rookies on your team? No, Congratulations! No, no. You're not winning anything. It, I mean, that's why. That's why. I mean, I can understand your logic there, but here's the deal: they're not just going to take Corey Joseph. Now, if it was some kiss, the, the the thing about it is they don't want really really money back. They don't. They can't really afford money back. Okay, so if they fall back, and let's say they get just two, three second round picks. All right, how much is that going to cost them? Well, it depends when the second round picks are. Like if, if you get it into the 42, 46 range, it's not going to cost them very much. No. Because Corey's making six million a year. Oh yeah, those yeah, guys ain't considerably close. less than that. They're making like around one million dollars a year. So we're gonna trust rookies. We're not. Listen, no, they they've made their kind of bread. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, there's been a lot of guys that they picked up late. Uh, Ryan West is on that thing, and um, no, Ryan West ain't shit. Okay, whoa, like whoa. they can find Corey Joseph level like players on the buyout market, and that's why they're not going to trade for Corey Joseph. It has nothing to do with the rookies. The rookies are mainly there to like fill out the bottom of the roster spots that li- that you have the choice. You either sign a two way guy, sign a guy to a min- veterans minimum contract, which is like one and a half million dollars, or you sign a second round pick, which is like $700,000. So it's a hard cap avoidance maneuver. So like a guy like Corey Joseph, you're not going to sign him when teams get guys like Reggie Jackson for the 1.5 million every single year that like Corey, jo- Corey Joseph might even get bought out this season. And then you can sign him at, off the street. Like that's not the kind of guy you make a, a trade for ahead of time. 
and they definitely don't want to be hard capped. So whatever move they're trying to make, as far as that's concerned, they just don't want to be hard capped. So if Corey Joseph is now a, a buyout candidate or whatever, because I see a lot of that happening, right? Like towards the end of the year, like when March and like late March comes around, I see them just going, bringing one get guy in after another until they find the right mix that works for their squad. I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying right now they're a championship team, but I'm, what I'm trying to do or what they're trying to do for themselves is put themselves in the best possible position and taking somebody like Corey Joseph is just not in their realm of thinking at this present time. So who could they possibly get? Who who could they get? Name a guard they can get. No, it's not about a guard. It's literally trading the pick to go back. I'm trying to tell you this has, they're getting assets back. They're getting two second rounders. I understand that. But we cannot get Corey Joseph back. Literally. So you can sit there and say something like two second rounders and a top 20 protected first rounder in 24. Sure. We're not taking any folks back, though. I think that would be a very dumb decision. That's fine. Because when you realize that you can trade those guys, having players that you can trade is better than having a second-round pick that is going to be most likely the bummiest motherfucker of all time. There's nobody that is going to trade for Corey Joseph right now. Okay. Everybody's excited about, like, the guys that are in, like, this range and all that sort of stuff, and you can get them on the cheap, and there's just so much more. You can do. Now, I have heard they they made calls to teams that have multiple second-round picks as far as that's concerned. I've heard that. Um, I know they're looking to trade down. So if they can get something where they can get, like, two second-rounders and then maybe, like, a future second-rounder or whatever, they'll take that for the 22nd pick. I'm I'm not sure how many teams would be other teams would be looking to move a make a move like that that we could like come up with. So do you want to just take a player who would fit the Lakers and then we can move forward? Sharif or, Cooper. I'm going Sharif. Uh, I I don't know how well that would fit. I like Trey Murphy here just as like a wing who would fit kind of with AD add that shooting. AD. I'll go Trey Murphy. I like Trey Murphy. Yeah, Trey Murphy yeah, would be the guy. Here yeah, I at, think he, yeah. he's the better fit for me than Sharif, just because, like, Sharif can't shoot as much, so I'm not sure, like, how well he'd play with those other dudes. But yeah. Trey Murphy's yeah. out the league in three years. Congratulations. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, so, he's in the Sebastian Apia. Congratulations. I mean, Three and D. When the Lakers never win a ring again, congrats. When the Lakers never win a ring again, congratulations. I AD gets hurt mid year. Sit there and LeBron gets hurt by the end of the year. That's why. Okay. Keep man. Chris uh, Corzines gets hurt all the time too. So now that we're and I don't there, want him, and I don't want him. And now that we're there, we're at the twenty third pick. Yeah. So who is it? Trying to see Houston. Houston. This is the two Houston picks. Okay. So now we're here. So, uh, 
<clears throat> around here, I would consider all the like upside players: Jaden Springer, Cam Thomas, my guy JT Thor. Isaiah Jackson. Think, even oh yeah, I'd consider Isaiah Jackson as well. Uh, even guys like Greg Brown, I think, aren't too far out of the scope. I wouldn't take him here, but I don't think it's crazy to consider him. I think, honestly, the best couple picks, and I could be 100% wrong. If I'm here and I'm Houston, now they took earlier, right? Let me look because I want to make sure I get this right. They took green, right? Mm -hmm. Do you... Do you go get the third guard? Because you know that Gordon is probably leaving, right? No. Go get, do you go get a Jaden Springer for this? No. I, I don't think he's the right fit. They need a big. They need a defensive big. Well, you got two picks right here, too, dude. It's 23 yeah, and 24. So you could get. They're going to get two defensive players here. I, I think there are other higher upside players than. Uh, a guy like Jaden Springer here. I don't hate the idea of taking a guard overall, but if they're going to take a guard, I'd want more of like a score first, uh, Bones Highland, Duke McBride type of can, guy. Can well, I you guys Sharif Cooper, he score first. Yeah, I guess Sharif Cooper's fine too, and realistically we should probably have him uh, going around here if this is a predictive mock. He's not a guy I love, but like a lot of I people. I got Sharif Cooper going. A lot of people think he'll get drafted around this range. I think Isaiah Jackson is the right first pick. Yeah, Isaiah and Sharif. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I'm not going to co sign Sharif. Yeah. Well, you don't like him, but at some point he has to go within the top 20, honestly. Ooh. Uh, I think not you sure. can get him. I think, I think he might fall. I think he might be like, I think he might. This is the range, right? Like, 22 to 26, right? To me, it feels like the sweet spot for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why he's going to get picked up with one of these two picks. Well, yeah, there's also 25 and 26, too. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Um, so, so I'll start out. We started out with Isaiah Jackson. Okay. Um, I think oh, overall here, there's a lot of scores you could take and players who are going to create their own shot coming off the bench. I think that's what you would prioritize over a guy like Sharif Cooper, who's more like going to just hold the ball all the time. There's no way you could play Sharif Cooper and Kevin Porter Jr. together, really. Oh, so No, you cannot. So having those two dudes, I'm not sure makes the most sense fit wise. Um, Josh Christopher is another guy who gets mocked in this range, who I don't think would be the worst, but I'm not personally a fan. So I'd push him down the board a little further. Would, you, Thomas, take would you take Cameron? You know what? All right, Nico, I'm, I've been, I've been very upset like recently, but this is where I say I got the Rockets doing something amazing. Okay. <laughs> a trade's happening. Okay. Uh, some, this player's already been picked, but you're trading at this point because the guy that you thought was going to fall isn't falling. Um, just give me one second. You guys continue to talk. Just give me one second. Okay. How about, uh, how about somebody like – okay, so you took Green first. He's super high upside, right? Yeah. Isaiah Jackson probably is kind of like another guy that you're taking like a home run swing on that he turns into this yep, like sure. defensive stalwart and give you something um, 
Now, would you take somebody who's a little more in that range where you kind of going like, let's take a safe pick to make sure we get one right? And I know there's not a lot of guys out here that kind of fit that mold. Uh, I'd think about it, but I'm not sure there's like Bones Highland would probably be the guy who, if I there was anyone around this range who I wanted to make sure I got right. Like I'm convinced Bones Highland can play a role as a bench score bench scorer immediately. But I also don't know if that would be the best fit overall. And he's still like to some level, a high-risk prospect. Do you, do you not like the kid from Illinois, Ayo Desumo? Uh, nah, man. I, <laughs> the more I watch, watch of him, the less I kind of like his film. I, I come in every time getting ready to watch his film and enjoy him overall, but I, I don't really see a top-40 prospect. By the way, something. the right choice is, is McBride, just so you know. Like I believe, I, I like I like McBride too. Yeah. I don't mind him as a player. Overall. I mean, I know I that Shakree Cooper should be going like right around here, and I'm not saying like I'm shitting on that pick. I'm just saying like if I'm looking for somebody who could shoot the basketball, yeah, and give I'd him also, a point guard, I'd also be pretty happy with my guy JT Thor in this range. But all right, Nico, uh, are you are you ready? Yes. So you guys are calling up the Thunder. Okay. okay. You guys are saying, hey, Thunder, we'll give you 23 and 24, right? We'll oh. give you 23 and 24. Okay. We'll give you 23, 24, and I guess Kenya Martin. Oh, no, 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 no. Hang up the phone. Kenya Martin, stand on the squad. For Usman Garabo. Mm. Uh, I, I, okay, I like the fit. There mm. overall, but I'm not sure at this point I'm willing to trade a bunch of swings up for a player like Garuba, who, while while like him and Christian Wood, I think is the ideal front court pairing. I'm not like convinced I'm willing to go all in right now for a player like that. You already have so many good forwards. Why not? I mean, get rid of one of them. <laughs> you, you you know what your team looks like. How many forwards you guys have? Yeah, I, I, I kind of still want more wings. I, I'd rather. You have literally one, two, three, okay, who, four, five, six, tell me, seven. Tell me the names. Eight. Tell me the names. Tell you have. Names. You have. All right. You got Eric Gordon. You have Daniel House Jr. Uh, getting traded for sure. Not a part of the future plans at all. Yeah, we have Cameron Reynolds. You have Kira Thomas. Yeah, Sterling Oliver. Brown. Yeah, Cameron Oliver. You got David Nwaba. You got Jason Tate. You got Kenya Martin Jr. Tate and Martin Jr. are the only dudes you've named who are even a part of remotely a part of the plans in the future. Half these guys are not going to be on the team. Yeah, so they G, G leaked it. Yeah, they G it for a second. Yes, um, I know. I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind uh, group. Uh, but I'm trying to help you out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm like I think our team gets better next year in a way. I don't know if I want us to get better yet. Oh, you're still I mean, tanking. 
You're yeah. still tanking, Nico. That's right. Because they, ha- oh, here's the one thing. Here's the one thing, Kendall. This is a caveat here. Because mm. Houston's in trouble in two years. They got to yeah. get this figured out in two years. Because here's the problem. Their picks go to other, they go to other teams after it's 24. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oklahoma City. After 24, 24 right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 24. So they literally have to hit on tank, this draft and next year's draft. 23, we also have three. So we can, the next three years is our time to tank for sure. So right. I'm, I'm cool just they rolling the dice. One, they have three first round picks next year. Mm-hmm. Four first round picks the year after that. Like, what, what are we saying? I'm, Packaging those to move up and try stay high in that right. draft, or you can trade so, this pick for a for, for a future first next year. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing to do something like that. Now, if someone uh, wanted to come up right now and say, "Hey, you I, realize more than likely Christian Wood's gone, though," you know that, right? Who's gone? Christian Wood, more than likely. Yeah, exactly. So that's another. So why, why not have Ruzmagarabo? Be because the only reason he's such a perfect player for us is because of the fit with Christian Wood. Like, I don't need Gruba if I'm not going to have Christian Wood as a part of my long-term plans. What? Well, here's, what don't you well, here's the argument to that, Nico. Mm-hmm. If for some reason next year you get the number one or number two pick, you got your pick of the 7-2 seven, seven kid. Yeah. Or Chet Hungry. Mm-hmm. So now, do you have the right person to pair uh, with Garuba? I'm not sure that either of those guys are the right guy to pair with Garuba because okay, I want both. Yeah, unless, like, do you want me to play your style of defense, like the three-two zone, all year? Because like Garuba uh, needs to, uh, guarding the five, and Wemboyama is definitely playing under the net. Chet maybe could be that kind of fit, but I don't really think Chet Holmgren is Christian Wood. You know what, Nico? I was trying to help you out, but I don't like you anymore. I'm I'm sorry, man. I <laughs> like I I the concept behind it makes sense to me. If he was Grubo was more a part of my future plans. How is he not? Okay, you know what? I don't even want to argue anymore. Or, sorry, you guys, so you got you got to get Isaiah Jackson instead of getting Grubo. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me Isaiah Jackson and. Someone else instead of Gruba. Who would you who would you consider for the second pick here, Kendall? No if, one. I think you I think you should have took that trade. Okay, if we had if that trade doesn't exist, who would you consider? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you got Sharif Cooper, Joshua Primo, Cameron Thomas, Jaden Springer. Quentin Grimes, Nation Highland. Who do you think yeah. has the most upside of, those, of that group? Usman Garaba. <laughs> okay. Hey, He's on. not in that group. So you think Sharif Cooker has the upside? He does. Sharif Cooker has the most upside. He really does. Like, well, so uh, if, you, if you're that set on him, I'll let you take him here. He's I'm not. I want to, to help you even more and give you guys get you Usman Garaba. Okay. Yeah, no, I. I understand. I understand that you want to group to Houston, but I don't think that's the right fit. So you say me not okay. So you say Sharif Cooper when I got Jalen Green will be better 
than me trading both of these picks and getting a center. But I think that's no, the I whole point. I think that's the whole point, Kendall. He doesn't want to get away better. Guys might be good. I kind of want to move past this groove shit, man. I don't think we're getting anything accomplished. All right, so we're going to trade Sharif Cooper here at the 24th pick, right? All right, cool. Move on. Um, we are Clipper. It's Clipperland. It's a uh, it's a uh, streetlights over spotlights. <laughs> All right. So the Clippers, no, no, uh, no Kawhi. We got Paul George. We don't know about Reggie Jackson. They gotta resign him somehow. I don't know how, where they're gonna get the money from. Um. What's a good pick here? I mean, honestly, right now, I think they can go really um, anywhere. They are going to get James Springer here. I I like the fit overall yeah. as a player. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a guy who could start for them realistically, just size-wise. I don't know if he'll be good enough off the rip. But like, also, I've heard that his his maturity level for his age is just ridiculous. Like he's a, he's he's acting like a CEO right now. Well, I'll tell you this: as the person who went to school with him and was with him throughout all of Charlotte, he yeah. is he when his work ethic when it comes like he's you look at him, he's a clearly one of the bigger point guards in this class, like. You can tell yeah. he's always in the gym. So he works out a lot. Yeah. He, I see one thing, going to the weight room, every day I would go to the weight room in high school, he was in there. So he, he likes to work. I'll tell you that. He likes to work. So we're inside info. We're taking Jaden Springer here. Easy yeah. pick. So, all right. Now, the Denver Nuggets are on the clock at 26. And they have no Jamal Murray, um, there, it's a mess with Gordon at this point. Um, Jokic obviously the, is the MVP, and Michael Porter Jr. believes that he's the best player on the face of the planet. They need guard, they they need guard help in the worst way. And they uh, like these these big swings. There's a few guys who fit that uh, fit that description here. I think I'm saying um, Nation Highland. I like him yeah. or Miles or, or, or Miles McBride. One of the two. I think Miles McBride. I'm thinking him or Cam Thomas. That's my yeah. pick. I just really, I, I just think like the defensive ability of McBride. Mm-hmm. I would like him. I would like a. I would like a. I would like a perimeter defender who also shoots the three pretty well. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, actually, Ayo, Ayo, Ayo. Ayo DeSumo. Uh, yeah. He's not He's not my guy, but I, I could understand him here. Or even a Josh Christopher. Yeah, they, like I said, there's a bunch of these high upside guys, uh, even BJ Boston, like guys who can just basically match what they've done with like RJ Hampton, Bull Bull, Michael Park. Okay. Can we get a guy that's not going to kill Michael Malone though? Because literally I think Michael Porter Jr. Almost put that dude in a grave. So we got to get somebody who does play some sort of assemblance of defense. Yeah, I think where Kendall went first with bones Highland is the right kind of fit. Realistically, like he can be your backup point guard. And then when Jamal Murray comes back, Jamal Murray's so good off ball that he could play with, Bones Highland too, no problem. I think, I think it's a match made in heaven here. All right, Bones. Okay. All right. So we move on to twenty-seven. 
and da, 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 27. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn, all right. I can't even mm-hmm. find Valentine. Oh, there it is. That's what. Yeah, it says Nation. I didn't say Valentine. Yeah, I got it. All right, Brooklyn is on the clock. They got the cavalcade of stars, right? They got KD, they got Harden, they got Kyrie. I don't know what they're going to do with Joe Harris. I don't know if they're really, really out on him. I don't know how they could be. Um, They need a big, I think. I also think that another scorer would be nice. Like, you know, somebody does both, but Somebody, Another score. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about off the bench, bro. Like it's like <laughs> I don't think they need a score. They can get some mm-hmm. whatever zero points a game. Oh, hey man, I I'll tell you this: if McBride is there, if the big is is Dayron Sharp, that's the big. Yeah, that's the big. I don't think it's Dayron. Who do you think it? Oh, Ray I know Brown. who you think. It, oh. His other guy from our last podcast, the best center in the draft, Charles Bassey. No, hell fucking no. Oh, no, no. They don't need a center. In playoff basketball, who needs a big ass center? Okay, who who do you want here then? Because we might be leaning. I know who it is. It's a. Hmm. I know who it is. Or I know who who it could be. Hmm. This one's hard, man. I haven't gotten it's hard. I haven't really gotten this low in all these prospects. I think uh, the guy you were arguing for last time in Ao Desuma. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking Ao. Ao Desuma. Yeah. I like Dayron Sharp too for this team, but uh, I think Desumu, what he gives you on both sides of the floor, makes sense in a place like that. Yeah. Any any flyers on? BJ Boston at this point. <laughs> just asking. I don't just asking. Not for, like Brooklyn. Okay, I was just asking. Yeah. All right. So Gusumo. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, not over Cam Thomas, who's still here. No, it's just so wrong. Well, I'll tell you exactly who the Philadelphia 76ers are taking. <laughs> they need the, Cameron Thomas. They need the shooter. Yeah, they need the Cameron shooter. Thomas. Yeah. 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 Uh well, your guy Miles McBride might actually be a better fit with them. Like Cam Thomas and Tyrese Maxey are a little bit duplicative. So nah, Cam Thomas got it. Get I got I don't. We we can put him here. I'm I'm cool with it, but I think uh, I, I think mean, he I'll, might be a little. Too somebody, you mean you you can talk. I, mean, I would have took Miles McBride with the 22nd pick. You know how I feel about him. So yeah, for sure. So were you saying that Cameron Thomas is better outside than um, Deuce McBride? Yeah, I think Cam Thomas does have better upside, but I think like he's a pretty similar player to the guys who are currently on roster in Philadelphia. So I'm not. Do you think he has enough ball creation? Because I think that actually might be a problem. That's that's what I'm not 100 percent convinced of. So then you would think that Miles McBride would have better ball. Especially specifically for Philadelphia. Yeah, let's take him just because. So we're taking we're gonna take du- we're gonna take Deuce McBride with this pick just because we don't want to make sh- we want to make sure they got something and we don't know if they're gonna end up with Kyle Lowry or not. So mm-hmm. we're going on. I wish you Tyrese Maxey, but I got y'all. 
Right, but here's another guy that can ball create as well. Though. Yeah, I think no, I think he even fits better with Tyrese because Tyrese is like is more of a creating two, and I think Miss Bride could kind of work a little off ball. Like it's not going to be great, but it's going to be more than what someone like Cam Thomas can currently do. Oh my God, it's the Suns, uh-huh. and I I knew he was going to be here for them. I knew he was going to be here for them. I was hoping somehow you guys talk some of like somebody from 25 on before we got to this pick. <laughs> Josh Christopher is on the board. He is in, in, in Mr. Arizona, but okay. No, no, I hope. Oh, good. Thank God. Oh yeah. I'm not. I Josh Christopher's not in my first round. Personally. No, can we fix what they didn't do last year and get like Greg Brown or a, a some backup ah, center that's going to help? They did. The one they had, the one they had was hurt. He was hurt. Jalen, he was hurt. He was hurt. They, that guy couldn't get on the floor. If this guy could play with Well, no, Jaylen. he was hurt for one, a small injury. Then he caught COVID. Yo, take my guy here. No. Man, this is where he fits. He fits with no, he doesn't. Oh my god, dude, could be. He's another, he's another, he's another guy that's gonna end up. He's he's so small, dude. That's what I'm saying. He's so small, bro. Bro, the Suns are competing. What happened when they played against Giannis? Nico, I'm JT Thor gonna help them. I tell you exactly where he goes, though. I tell you exactly where he goes. He goes to the next. He goes to the next team. Yeah, he goes third. Well, what about okay? But what are you Nico, thinking here? Then? No. What are you okay? What are you thinking here for Phoenix then? Because I think we might have to one. trade. I got, I got one. I got one. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. What are we asking Biggs to do now? Right. Let's think about this. Yeah, but Jalen Johnson they just took last year. I feel like. He no, had no, COVID. No, here's the yeah. thing. You're not thinking of the right guy. Think of Isaiah Todd here. Uh, man, JT Thor does everything Isaiah Todd does better than Isaiah Todd. So I'm I'm not going to. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Nico, you always talk about size, but you don't talk about size with your favorite player. We, well, I think like that's what is he, 180 pounds soaking wet? He's so small, that's, dude. That's definitely something you can consider, but he's 18 years old, and I think he can do. So, why more. don't you say he's 18 for everyone else in the class? Everyone when else is 18, 19. He's younger than all these dudes. The Suns are in the right now, Nico. They're not in five no, years. No, I, okay, I'm not trying to argue for JT Thor to go here anymore. I'm just trying to think of like, like who would be a fit because they need a wing. At this point, I think, or a more legitimate uh, four, and I don't think either of those kind of guys are on the board. Maybe Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards is a guy I wouldn't. He's not a four. No, I know he's a three for sure. But like, sounds like you're saying Joe Wisecat might be coming here. Oh no, no. So we got Grave Ground. We got Isaiah Todd. We got um. We got uh. Kendall's guy, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And and then it that's a that's about it as far as Biggs concerned. No, it's not. They're never taking Charles Bassey. They're never taking him. 
No, not Charles Bassey. No, no, they don't need Charles Bassey. Hold on. I got to I don't know how to spell this motherfucker. This dude's name. What the fuck? Blindberg? No. Oh, is he talking about? He's talking about the kid from Belgium. Oh. He has to be talking about the kid from Belgium. I'm not sure. Like, I think that's way too high for him. Yeah. Maybe Nimi's Keita. I don't know. There's been buzz around him rising on draft boards, but I think this will. Uh, I mean, if you think that now, you're not going to be able to re-sign Cameron Payne, do you take a shot at um at um Thomas or who else is here? Jo- like Joe, nah, he's too. Yeah, it's too far down too. Quentin Grimes, it's like Thomas, it's like Thomas or or Christopher here. If you're worried about shot creation, yeah, or and CP3. I mean, you don't know if he's coming back or not. CP3, he's more than likely going to not be. Again, um, I, I'll say it for all the audience. Tell me the last time that Robert Sauver has gone into the luxury tax. Well, okay, Hold on, if wait. he can resign. He can resign Chris Paul and then not use the mid-level and not resign campaign and still stay out of the luxury tax. So that's a possibility. So what are you doing at the backup point guard that actually tended to be really important? That's because he's not spending in the luxury tax. But he can still resign Chris Paul and avoid that. So I think that's what he's going to do. Okay. so Honestly, at this point, there's no one else. It has to be Cameron Thomas, honestly. Yeah, the more the more I look at it, like it's Cam Thomas or maybe Greg Brown, but that I don't think he fits. I really honestly, this will probably be a traded pick, honestly. Yeah, but it's Cameron Thomas. All right, all right. Yeah. So we're at thirty. This is it. This is the last of our our, our draft extravaganza. We're only doing the first round. Yeah. All right. The Utah Jazz is on the clock. JC Thor. Yeah, you're not letting me, my guy fall out of the first round. Actually, Absolutely. you know what? Just to be petty, I am. Matter of fact, no, no, no. I, matter no. of fact, I'll run away like you. Don't. Matter of fact, hold on. Didn't um they trade away one of their wing shooters? Who? Wing. Remember we did the trade where Joe Ingles is gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he went to um he went to uh, Golden State, right? Yeah, he went to Golden yeah. State. Well, they, they end up like Corey Kisper. They end up yeah, they got, Okay. So they literally got younger Joe Ingles who exactly. makes less money. And, like, JT Thor can replace some of the stuff Joe Ingles that uh, – I hate you, Nico, but I'm saying JT Thor. I, I said this earlier. I hate you, Nico, but it's JT Thor. I, I'm telling you now, though, don't be surprised if he's not even drafted. Congratulations. Oh, no, he's going to get drafted. I do have yeah, one question, no. though. Don't be surprised when J.T. Thor goes at 18, and then oh I don't God. shut if he up. Goes at 18, Nico, if he he's goes not at going at 18. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. Dude, you he will not go 18. <laughs> he's not going at 18. Actually, he might go 22. You know how LeBron is. Oh, my gosh, stop. <laughs> okay, so uh, Nico, we should have put him 22, Nico. <laughs> I would. I, I'd love that. Outside defense with Anthony Davis? Question you're mark? Trying, question you're mark? You're trying to lose us our jobs, man. Outside defense with Anthony Davis, JT Thor? Question oh, mark? I can. I I can buy into it a hundred percent. Exactly. Like, I know. I know it might kill Vince. So. 
I'll, Nico, I'll let it be. You can't tell me JT Thor wants to see the right next to AD at that four spot. He, oh, well, uh, not with, with LeBron. Also, it's kind of an awkward fit, but he could be a Jeremy Grant type at his peak. So exactly. That, so I like should pick him up. But what? no, because they're both old, and JT Thor is g- like going to be nine. JT Thor is ready right now. JT Thor is ready right now. No, he's not. In no world. Yes, he is. Okay. Any events. You're going to kill our, the father of uh, QPPN right now. So uh, I, I have one question. And listen, I'm not. I'm not shitting on the JT Thor pick. I do have one thing. Is Utah the most boring team on the face of the planet? Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> would that mean that like Isaiah Todd would be the perfect Utah Jazz? <laughs> no, I think it's a more centered no, Isaiah Todd. Like, no, he fluctuates too much because when he's bad, he's so bad he gives the other team highlights, and when he's good, he's so good he creates highlights. That sounds and like Utah a lot of dudes on highlights. Utah. That sounds literally. I mean, like if they join Clark in a boring center, with a boring center, it would probably be Charles Bassey. Oh, All right, so yeah, we're you're... gonna go JT Thor here. I'm not. I'm mm. not. There's no more suspense. Your guy's going in the first round. He better. My God. He really won't, but we'll say he will. All right. Make... So we got Detroit. Kate is number one. Jalen Green at Houston for number two. Number three, we had Mobley, right? Four is Scotty Barnes. Five is Suggs. I got the whole list. So you got it? Yeah, I All got right. it. So you're going to tweet that out, right? Yeah, I'll tweet it out. So here's the thing. Let me ask this question. Nico, in the grand scheme of things, if this draft ended the way the way it did, right, we – we mm-hmm. made all the most logical picks for everybody, right? Yeah. Are you – is there – are you happy with what you got in the draft? Like, would you be happy with, with, with what Houston got in the draft? Would you be – would this make you excited? Uh, yes and no. Sure, Having Sharice Cooper on my team might make me punch myself in the face a couple times, but overall, the rest of it I really like. Especially when Bones Highland and Deuce McBride were still on the board, that would that would kill me. Mm, mm, mm. My boy Deuce didn't even make the first round, so you know what I'm doing. I'm calling up, I'm calling up somebody Ooh. like with the. Th- did he? Did he make Deuce it? Deuce McBride got Oh, hold on! Wait, 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 wait! Oh yeah, he did. This is, oh, yeah. I'm still calling up yeah, somebody. I'm still calling somebody up with the 40th pick. And I'm buying that pick, and I'm getting my boy Kessler Edwards. Just so yeah, you know. Yeah, he's still on my board. For so sure. you know. Was- so, yeah, yeah, we said JT Thor, okay. Yeah, so JT Thor is going to, to Utah. So, all right, so that's it. We got yeah. through it. There was a lot of bloodshed. There was some tears. Kendall walked off, like, twice. We knew it was yeah. going to happen because he's real sensitive. <laughs> he's into his... You know, like Ralph Tresvant mode, Keith Sweat mode. We understood what was going to happen. Um, yeah. Kendall, is there anybody um, outside the top? Was there anybody like you thought like that you just 
outside the top five that you just felt, oh, perfect fit. This is so perfect for this team. Is there anybody that you're like excited about that went in our mock draft? Honestly, I'm excited about nine. I'm excited about the Kings. I'm okay. excited about the, the the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, sir. But I'm, I mean the Grizzlies. I'm excited about the Grizzlies. I'm excited about okay. the Kings, the Grizzlies. I'm excited about what the Spurs are going to be doing if things look like this go right. Even I the am, Pelicans with Trey Mann, I like that one too. Yeah, the Pelicans, they got Trey Mann and they got – um. Yeah, yeah, Trey Mann, yeah, the Pelicans, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm happy for a good bit of teams. I feel like the, the winner winners, like overall winners, has to be the Raptors. They made the biggest moves. They went from Pascal to DeMarco Murray to Jonte Murray and Derek White and Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, that's the biggest. That was a big, big time move for them. That's the big time move of the draft, man. Mm-hmm. I think That's the big I, I'm really excited for Jared Butler if he goes to Atlanta, because I literally yeah. think that just ends Lou Williams. Not because oh, yeah. I'm not a Lou Williams fan. I just think like, you know, young guy, but old enough. Right. So he's seen some some things. I like that pick a lot. And. You know what, if. If this goes the way it goes and Moses Moody ends up. Yeah, I think that's a good good fit for sure. You know, and then they get Joe Ingles, which is a secondary ball handler. You know, if they want to use that fluidity, they're kind of in that Utah mode, but it's prettier because they got Steph. Yeah. I like that. And I really think, and I, and I say this because of – all the all the slander that I put on Jalen Johnson, I think mm-hmm. that Jalen Johnson went to the absolute perfect team at ten in the Memphis yeah, me Grizzly. I really do. I think he's the. I think this is the perfect spot. Now, now that the Grizz are in the top ten, I think it makes sense for Johnson to be a lottery pick. Like, yes, sir. That is the ideal location. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I think, I think, um, I think Garuba also getting down to 16 mm-hmm. would be something of a, like a surprise on draft night. I'm just hearing a lot of stuff early, but yeah, there's a lot I, of I, weird I, stuff going on. The one thing that I was trying to tell you, Nico, is this, is that for some reason, the way teams are talking out there. Mm-hmm. Let's say the, the Lakers do keep 22, right? Okay. All the names that you and I and Kendall and Kendall says he hates everybody, but you know, a couple people. Yeah. All the names ex- like Dorothy's off the board, right? There's K- Kispers off the board, but like Jared Butler, um, Trey, Trey man is kind of floating around that area. Uh, Trey Murphy, uh, Trey Murphy the third, Deuce McBride is there. So if any one of those guys fall to twenty two, and the Lakers are literally keeping that pick, which I don't think they are, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, be super psyched. There are, yeah, there are some guys for that. They're going to trade it for Lemon Pepper Lou. We are not getting Lou Williams back on the squad, so no, thank you. 
Australia for lemon peppers, love. No, thank you. Thanks, man. Like them really well. Oh, so we're done here today, boys. We're done. You can go. You can go. We'll sign it off, Kendall. Uh, Love you. Bye. Kick him out. Well, (laughs) yeah, we. I I think we could sign it off here. Wrap it up. I kind of got some stuff to do too. Yeah. I kicked him out. All right. So okay. <laughs> what we're doing is we're signing off. Uh, okay. This has been, we're going to, you guys can get that on Twitter. The, what we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, and then I'll quote tweet it and all that stuff. Yeah. So QPP network is Vince, Nico QPPN and Kendall QPPN if you have any problems with this mock draft. And if you do, we can stand the heat. It's no big deal. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And keep in mind, just come in to Spotify Green Room on Thursday, 30 minutes before the draft. We'll be having like live analysis and reaction on all the picks that are going down. It'll be our usual cast of characters. You'll be able to come up, ask a question about your squad or, or a guy and where we think he might go. And uh, I think we're going to have a ton of fun, right? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome down in green room. We we did uh, a Q&A yesterday and that was a whole lot of fun. Had a bunch of people in there. And now that we're doing the live draft, I think we're going to be advertising it to even a broader cast of characters. So we, we should have some dudes come around, say hi. Listen, I'm letting my Canadian go. We are out. This has been the NBA draft, mock draft. We are super excited that we did it. And just join us for Thursday. Because if you think Kendall is on 11 now, wait till the (laughs) actual picks happen. And his head literally explodes from his body. Because it's going to happen. He'll have to mute himself. And probably mm-hmm. will probably walk around the house six or seven times. So there is that. All right. With that being said, we're out of here. You guys, God bless you guys. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Peace.